wedding music. Ooh, I love it. I love it. Got this Parisian feel to it. I love it. Oh my god, and that beautiful bird too. Wow. Okay, so hello everybody. Thank you for tuning in. It's Friday. And it's the first Friday of September, so I want to welcome everyone who tuned in to our show, Ancestral Eyes. I want to say, welcome, Jean Jerome. You're the first one I'm actually going to say hi to. Hello. <laughs> boy, everybody. Welcome to our very exciting uh, episode and uh, with our very special guest. Uh, background is Guatemalan, and she's a Mayan Ashki. Uh, Claudia, and uh, we're yep. very excited to have this uh, to have her on the show and and uh, join us. Yes, welcome, Claudia. Hi, Claudia. I know you look like you're in the dark, but I just want to explain. Claudia is sitting in her vehicle um, for better reception due to um, her Wi-Fi. So anyway, so she is sitting in her vehicle. I can see you once in a while there. I know it's going to get a little bit dark, but we can hear your voice. And like you said, should have brought candles, right? But whatever, right? here we are. Um, we've had some problems up here in Midland. Uh, we've had some uh, issues with power outages and that type of thing. So, you know, we make do with what happens, right? So welcome, Claudia. Welcome, my dear. Maltios, Maltios. Uh, good, good evening, everyone. Thank you for having me. Um, that beautiful was just I'm, perfect. Um, uh, just, yes, please introduce that piece of music to us and um, that beautiful picture of that bird, if you could, before we get started. Just to let you know, the music that was playing is uh, called marimba. Marimba is one of the national instruments of, of Guatemala. It's played throughout oh, Latin America, but uh, in Guatemala, it is one of the traditional instruments, and that bird is our quetzal. That is our national bird. That oh, bird is in the in one of our codexes. Um, in the great story of creation, um, one of the myths is that that great bird, uh, well, there's quite a few different stories, um, but one of them is that the quetzal will be the bridge, it will be the bird that unites the eagle and the condor. The, the, oh, the quetzal nice. will unite the eagle, the people of the north, and the condor, the people of the south. So oh, uh, I think that it was beautiful. That was a beautiful, oh my God, that that bird is beautiful. It reminds me of a peacock. So thank you for that. So yes, yeah, so anyway, um, what I want to do is just to let everyone know, Claudia so graciously accepted our invitation. I think we kind of gave her no choice, eh, Jean Jerome, when yeah. we were at this <laughs> past week, yeah, <laughs> this past weekend at Conjuration Camp that was um, sponsored by Cat and Monkey, Cat uh, and Christine of Cat and Monkey Events, and our wonderful host, Utu Witch Doctor, and all the wonderful people who supported him and made the
the event very successful and uh, Jean-Jerome and I and Beth, we were honored uh, to be the honored guests. So I thank you so much. And that's where we met Claudia. Now it's interesting because what, what ended up happening, we were supposed to have someone coming on this Friday and right in the middle of our, um, our event that evening, Saturday evening, we're sitting around the fire and um, Jean Jerome gets this email that says, unfortunately, our guests had to cancel for the time being due to emergency situations at work, etc. So she's going to be postponed. Um, that was our uh, our Sammy um, lady, Devana Lamaki. Um, she will be coming on a later date. But anyway, so we were sitting around the fire. And when John Jerome showed me the email and, and, you know, my normal reaction would be, so now what are we going to do? Right. But spirit just kind of said, just go with it. You know what? It'll work itself out. And sure enough, I kept getting this kind of feeling that, you know, someone's coming, someone really close. <laughs> and there's Claudia on the other side of me talking to me. And sure enough, when she was, she was one of the presenters of uh, her beautiful gifts from Guatemala. And she was talking about her heritage and her divination practice, et cetera. And we, John Jerome and I kind of looked at one another and we said, what are you doing this Friday? <laughs> and she so graciously accepted. So I thank you so much, Claudia. I think we gave you no choice, but honest to God, thank you so much. You saved us, okay? <laughs> well, I'm living true. I'm living true to my name. Um, I, I, I travel on the weekends to a spiritual retreat that we have. So right um, now, I, my Wi-Fi up here is really bad. So I'm at a Tim Hortons yes, close by. That's right. And that's I'm, right. I'm living up to the name, the small medium at large. Here we go. And here we are. Here you are. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So without further ado, what I want to do is before we start all the, the questions, um, I want to do a little intro, read her bio so that everybody's familiar. And just to advise everyone, some of the show is going to be um, translated in Spanish for those who are tuning in from South America and from Mexico. Uh, so Jean Jerome will be doing the translation for those who are tuning in, you know, for us who speak English only um, amongst other languages. But anyway, so I'll begin with uh, Claudia's bio. And you read, you read it in English and then I'll read it in Spanish. Okay, excellent. I like this so much. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so. Ancestral Eyes, episode 20. Oh, my God. Here we are. Episode 20. We have Nana Claudia Valdez, a Mayan Ashki, which is a timekeeper or a spiritual guide. So we are thrilled to welcome Nana Claudia Valdez on our episode. And Claudia was initiated in Guatemala as a Mayan Ashki by Tata Pedro Echo. I hope I'm pronouncing his name correctly. Um, Isop. Okay. So Claudia does psychic mediumship readings as well as providing spiritual healing and Reiki. Claudia also sells metaphysical and spiritual items. She routine, routinely facilitates different workshops and development classes. She holds discussion groups on the occult, mysticism and spirituality, 
and she's in the midst of creating her own virtual lecture series delivered through Zoom and eventually on YouTube on the Mayan spirituality, cosmology, and history. Ooh, that sounds so, I love it. Um, she's always actively developing her abilities as a holistic healer and a psychic medium and now working on hypnotherapy and past life regressions. Claudia is also a mother of three boys. She has her own business. She loves to hang out with her family and her friends. And if anybody is interested, which I'm sure you all will be after this uh, tonight's uh, episode, I'm, I'm, you guys are going to love it. Okay. I'm excited. Really, I am. So if you want to contact Claudia, as you know, at the bottom, we will have our little tiki tape and that's where you'll be able to visit her website. Okay. So without further ado. So let me, let me just translate the introduction in Spanish. Yes. Este programa va a ser bilingüe porque tenemos el gusto de tener personas que nos escuchan desde Centro, Sur, América, incluyendo, y también México. Y también las personas de habla hispana en Estados Unidos. Entonces nos da mucho gusto en este episodio 20 eh, recibir y dar la bienvenida a Nana Claudia Valdés. Ella es un Ashki Maya eh, que, que representa una persona que es un guía espiritual a las personas. Uh, y ella hace lecturas de mediunidad psíquica y proporciona curación espiritual a través de otras modalidades como Reiki. Claudia también viene vende artículos metafísicos y espirituales. Ella facilita habitualmente diferentes talleres y clases de desarrollo, especialmente ahora que está haciendo clases sobre la cultura eh, y el, el calendario maya, eh, donde ella está en este momento. Eh, ¿Dónde tú estás, Claudia? ¿En qué parte de Ontario? Uh, ahorita estoy cerca de Bancroft, Ontario. Bancroft. So en Bancroft ella hace talleres y hace uh, desarrollo eh, perdón y estoy en Hamilton en Hamilton y ella vive en Hamilton sí. uh, ella está en medio de la creación de su propia serie de conferencias virtuales uh, distribuida o difundida por uh, Zoom y YouTube uh, sobre espiritualidad, cosmología como hemos dicho y la historia Maya. también es muy importante que las personas conozcan un poquito de la historia y contexto cultural histórico de los mayas, de una cultura muy antigua, pues posiblemente se puede decir la, una, la, la más antigua de todo este hemisferio. Uh, ella siempre está desarrollando activamente sus habilidades eh, como sanadora holística y medio psíquica y ahora trabaja en hipnoterapia y regresiones en vidas pasadas. Claudia es muy orgullosa, tiene tres hijos y le gusta pasar tiempo con su familia y ella tiene su propio negocio, sus propios proyectos que ella se desenvuelve y desarrolla. Eh, más tarde, como dijo Teresa, vamos a pasar eh, cómo contactarla. Y sin demo más demora, eh, se lo paso a Teresa para que haga las preguntas. Over to you, Teresa. Okay, so why I'm so excited, besides Claudia <laughs> saving our butts <laughs> for tonight's show, is that we're actually going to do some divination. Claudia is going to do a divination for Jean-Jerome and I, um, and that's part of her spiritual path here and what she was initiated into. So um, this is why I'm excited. <laughs> and I don't care if anybody hears what my, uh, what my divinatory, um, you know, thing is. 
I'm open. So anyway, so let's begin the question. So Claudia, what I'm going to do is start because if anybody knows, we always have a pre-show meeting with all our guests. So we get a, a sense of what uh, what questions we want to formulate. We have a format, but we want to make sure that we discuss this with our guests and that they're familiar with it and we get comfortable and we get to know one another. So with the first question, I'm going to preempt it by saying that Claudia was born with her intuitive gifts. So I'm going to ask, Claudia, because you were born with these intuitive gifts, when did you first notice them? Thank you. Thank you, Teresa. It's uh, funny because of the uh, questions that you kind of passed along, I did a little bit of thought. And it's so Good. funny because, um, <laughs> you know, at first, it kind of when you asked me to come on, it kind of scared me. It made me feel a little uncomfortable, you know, speaking in public. But then, what I looked at, what we would be doing is like actually, you know, discussing kind of what I do. And I'm thinking, okay, I don't really have to. Oh, do we have a technical problem? Jean Jerome. Yeah, it could be. It could be that it could be that her her connection is uh, she's had a little bit of a connection issue because she's doing this as she said on the road, literally. Yes, literally, she's on the road and she's en route to her mm -hmm. property where she holds her uh, some ceremonies and and um, and it's on her land. Yes, yeah, so we might be having some technical issues. Well, we had some technical issues here, like I said, in Midland because of the uh, windstorm we had and the, the crazy storm we had the other day. So anyway, so we'll just kind of wait till see what happens with Claudia coming in um, to see if she comes back. And yeah, we lost no her. Yeah, Not a problem. We'll pick her up. She'll like I said, just so that everyone knows, um, we... We preempt these uh, shows by asking our clients to come on and we do a pre-show. And from the pre-show, we're able to formulate some of the questions. Of course, we have a format, as I said, but um, sometimes we like to gear them uh, once we listen to our guest and see what, what their gifts are, um, how they got started. So we kind of tweak the questions accordingly. So that's why I started with this one, because she had a wonderful story to relate to this. So we kind of went from there. Um, so hopefully, I hope Claudia gets to come back because... She is on the road. Literally, she's at a Tim Hortons. <laughs> I went to get a Tim Hortons coffee. This is Timmy's, if anybody's tuning in from wherever. Tim Hortons for a coffee, and that's where you can get your free Wi-Fi. You can even sit in the parking lot and get the Wi-Fi or in the restaurant. But, of course, you know, with COVID, a lot of their uh, restaurants are closed to the public. They're loud. I think they open in the mornings for a small group of people. But uh, anyway, so we'll see if she's able to come back again and, uh, and join us. So we'll give her a few minutes. But in the meantime, that was a beautiful, 
Oh, here she is. Okay. And you're back. Hello. So, so yep, sorry. No worries. Don't worry. It's okay. We understand, you know, technical issues. Sometimes stuff happens. Yeah, it might be a little bit unstable. <laughs> well, we'll play. If, if, if you disconnect, right, our audience knows that you're, you're on a you know, yeah. sort of a hot spot. So if you just same thing, you just disconnect, reconnect, we're, we're fine. We're, we'll get to yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. We're okay. okay. Just we're let fine. me know if I get shocked. Yeah, no problem. Go for it. No problem. We explained all about Tim Hortons sitting in the parking lot and everything. So it's all good, Claudia. No problem. True, this is a true Canadian edition. In the parking lot of Jimmy. We're Canadian today. Yeah, and, and by the way, I think I think what we wanted to tell everyone is because I think Jean Jerome said it in Spanish, but Claudia was actually born in was it Sudbury? Were you born in, Claudia? I was I was born in Sudbury, the big nickel here in Ontario. Um, both my parents That's are right. from Guatemala. And uh, early on, we moved to uh, Kingston, and then I landed. we landed in Hamilton by the time I was, like, six. Um, okay. And All right. as, I, as I grew up, I had to, to travel. And if what, what I do, I have the uh, blessing to be, you know, you know, a, the gypsy, uh, you know, heart in me comes out, and I love to travel. And the workshops okay. and the different things I'm doing all over the place. Um, like I said, I'm living up to names. Well, <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's all good. It's, you, you it's, like Jean said. it's a real Canadiana <laughs> experience. This is it. This is Canada, you know. We go to, we go to Tim Hortons for and free Wi Fi. <laughs> and, I, and I love my tea. So, so um, yeah, when I was young, it was funny because. I, th I think that I started out, my first gifts were a clairsentient. There was just a knowing yeah. I had. My mom, yeah. would, my mom will tell stories about different stories that I would make up or different things that I, I would say. And she's like, you know, that's pretty creative. Or where is she getting this? And it wasn't right. until like years later yeah. did she kind of piece things together that these were things that I was just picking up. Um, uh -huh. I, did, I didn't uh -huh. actually have any visual. I could, I know I don't remember hearing at that point necessarily. Uh, right, right. So I, I, I really think that it started with this, just the clairsentient, the inner knowing. And then when I was really young, we went to uh, we went to a, a Wendy's, another food chain here in Canada, and we were having yeah. dinner with my family. And uh, there was a couple sitting kitty, kitty corner to the table, and I remember them yeah. having a glow. I remember this little girl kind of being around them and she kept wanting to call my attention and I could see her and she was calling my attention and then I kind of noticed that she was here but not here mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. I don't think my parents really noticed anything but I was really drawn to them and I had this, this mm -hmm. again there came that note I just had this urge to go over and talk to them mm -hmm. so I went over and I gave the message that uh, the little that I could see the little girl and she just wanted to know let them know they, they you know that she was around them and that she was safe and that mm -hmm. she wanted them to you know loving and that she loved them and you know something mm -hmm. that kind of affected me so long ago um but re what really stood out was when I went back to the table 
you know, my parents were kind of like, you know, what did you just go do type of thing? And the couple yeah. just, their energy shifted. Their energy had totally shifted. And I knew at that moment, and I was probably about seven years old, um, that something had happened. Something was different. And I just yeah. kind of finished eating. And when we went from there, you know. <laughs> and then, yeah. you know, I go like, for instance, to the park. You know, and, there, and there's a and there's a really popular park right right by us called Battlefield Park here in Hamilton, um, Stony Creek. Mm-hmm. There actually the Battle of eighteen twelve happened, where the Ooh. Americans and the mm-hmm. Canadians fought, and it got a lot of heavy energy. And my parents used to love going to the park, having family picnics. There was a band shell there. You could listen to the you know different music being played. So we'd go over, and I always didn't matter where we went. You know, or even coming home from school, first thing I did was take off my socks and shoes. So we got to this park one day, and I remember taking my socks and shoes off and starting to run around and just all of a sudden being upset and being overwhelmed. And my dad asked me, you know, what my problem was. And I was like, everything was sad. Everything was crying. Like the trees were hurt. The grass was hurt. The bushes. Like everything was just kind of feeling sad or heavy or overwhelmed I don't know and right right young young girl you know he thought I was being a drama queen <laughs> you know and who knows what uh, what was going on and a little little girl girl it was just like I was not being dramatic you know like just play and you know it'll, it'll be okay and stuff like that. experiences but I, but I think that's kind of when my sights need to come come in and then right when I was about I don't know probably Seven, twelve years old. Um, I remember vibes coming in and different energies coming in and different spirits. So it was definitely my sight and my hearing was starting. So the clear audience and the clairvoyance. Showers are really, uh-huh. really like, water's a really, really strong conductor. Um, so up till that point, really, it was automatic. It was innocent. It was just me being mm-hmm. me. Then mm-hmm. I was like I said, about twelve years old. And in the shower, I had I started having these experiences, and spirit energy really started to scare me. Um, okay. I really started to get nervous. Mm-hmm. I started to get my mother to sit in the bathroom with me, or my sister, someone to sit in the bathroom with me, talk to me, you know. And that mm-hmm. way, these mm-hmm. here. <laughs> they would leave me alone. They would give me my privacy. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, so so I kind of pulled out of it, and I really didn't do anything with my gifts except for pray a lot. Right, um, right. I totally. Right. right. I, <laughs> I was really scared. Related. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's funny because I always refer to, you know, I, you know, I had imaginary friends, right? And I thought everybody did. So, you know, when you see um, those kind of energies around people, you just kind of figure they're imaginary friends of other people's, right? So, right. you know, I can understand when you're a child, you don't understand it, right? Until you get a little bit older and then you realize what it is. And like you said, I did the same thing, praying. I know when, you know, someone passed on, there were prayers, right? So now what I wanted to ask you, my second question was, how did your spiritual path start? I mean, okay, you you described what's going on, but was that the major event that precipitated the start? Was was that episode with your parents, or was there something else that just kind of, you know, blew it to whoa? You know, that's a loaded question. 
<laughs> okay. I can go Hold on, on Claudia. I, I'm just going to quickly paraphrase in Spanish. Oh, just uh, okay. I'll give the, the condensed version of what she said. Okay. Um, so, para los que están escuchando en español, Claudia, su su primer eh, ejemplo de su uh, empatía o poder captar un, las cuestiones espirituales fue a los siete años en un restaurante cuando vio una familia sentada y como una eh, imagen de una niña que estaba odiándolos. Ella fue a hablar con esa familia porque sentía la necesidad de pasar un mensaje que le decía esa niña que quería eh, transmitir. Al ver el cambio de rostro de las personas y cómo cambió la energía en esa mesa, ella se dio cuenta, o vaya, tuvo, tuvo eh, vaya, la idea que realmente el mensaje, lo que ella había visto, había tenido impacto. O sea, que había algún mérito a lo que ella había visto alrededor de ellos. Ah, hasta ahí, la experiencia de ella con su mediunidad era muy inocente. Era la, la mediunidad de una niña que básicamente... Eh, vaya, experimentaba o veía cosas y la, y la trataba de, vaya, de explicar o transmitir. Pero más tarde, ya a los 13, 11, 12, 13 años, ya algunos de sus uh, ejemplos de mediunidad, cosas que ella veía, especialmente cuando estaba duchándose, le, ya le daba un poquito de miedo. O sea, ya entró en una etapa donde él, se le agudizaron sus dones de evidencia, audiencia, pero al mismo tiempo le dio un poquito de miedo. Entonces ella cuando iba a ducharse y eso, porque el agua conduce, es un, un conductor para la espiritualidad, ella le pedía a sus hermanos eso, que hermana que, que la acompañe, vaya, como los niños, ¿entendés? porque siente algo, tiene un poco miedo y, y quiere estar rodeado de personas que vaya, conoce su familia. That's just a brief, you know, synopsis. Executive, synopsis, executive summary of what she said. Okay. Okay, so Claudia. <laughs> so Claudia, um, should I rephrase the second question again for you, or are you okay? No, no, está bien. We're good. Thank you. Okay. All right. Go ahead, Claudia. Thank you. Yes, it's interesting that that you that you said that. It is exactly like the, the like the um, spirit friends or imaginary friends. It wasn't really actually until high school that I realized, okay, I knew beforehand that people didn't see spirit. I had gotten it by then. But I didn't mm -hmm. realize that people didn't see each other's auras until I was in high school. <laughs> um, aura was something I thought that people just didn't talk about. Kind of like, you know, the hair in your ears or, you know, your the back of your knee or, you know, kind of like another body mm -hmm. part or another emotion that people don't talk mm -hmm. about. You talk about the main mm -hmm. things like your head, your heart, and your arms, and your legs, and your feet. But... You know, yeah. sometimes the, you know, the, the eyelashes or, like I said, the ear in your hair, you don't talk about. And I, I really mm. thought that the aura was kind of like the emotions. People didn't talk about it. I didn't realize not everybody didn't see. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. you take school, it for granted, right? Yeah, yeah. And in high school, I, I, I mean, you go through a stage where you think it's cool and you're interested again. And some of the metaphysical stuff starts being told with your, with your friends. So I started to kind of, you know, investigate a little bit further and, you know, start making energy balls with my hands, you know, with other friends and kind of playing around with some of the concepts and the metaphysical stuff of it. Mm -hmm. um, and then I started to kind of lose track of time. 
Um, one time I was on the bus, for instance, and mm-hmm. there was a mm-hmm. route that our bus takes. And I know that the complete route is about an hour from one end mm-hmm. to the other, the whole circuit, for instance. And I was to get on after school and just go 10 minutes to get off at stop to go home. And I actually lost track of time. And when I realized I had come to, I was still on the bus, but I was about five, ten, five to ten stops before I had gotten on. So I could reason and rationalize that I had been on the bus for about 40 minutes of that trip, like 40 minutes. And I didn't uh-huh. know what had happened. So again, a little bit of, you know, that fear came in. And I was questioning, again, some of my guides were, you know, had already come in and I was having conversations, Mm -hmm. you know, in evidence and stuff stuff like like that, that and in prayer. And um, I remember also one time being at a party and having so Mm -hmm. much fun and being a teenager and drinking and kind of probably overindulging. And I realize now some of the pitfalls of alcohol. Yeah, I realize now some of the pitfalls of alcohol and how it, you know, opens up and it tears holes in our aura and allows different things to come through. And I mean, the mixture of being a medium is probably not a good combination of that. Oh, I know. (laughs) Yeah. And that's why I don't drink or smoke now. (laughs) So age and experience, right? So, wow. Yeah. So I remember being at this party and having a good time. And I don't remember... You know, it was probably, it was after midnight sometime, you know, I was probably about 16, maybe, yeah, Mm -hmm. probably about 16, 15, 16. And I remember this, like, I don't know, it's it's like a shock that comes through your body. And it's just like this stop sign, this red, this brick, all right, you know, through every core of my being in my head, it just said, stop, leave now. And I'm like, what? And it was just like, leave now with a little bit more more urgency, you know, instead of that solid stop and leave, it was like that urgency, I need to leave leave now. So I listened to my instincts and my guides and I left. And Mm -hmm. I remember telling me to pick up my pace and just start walking faster. And I'm pretty, Mm -hmm. I'm a pretty quick walker. And I started to pick up my pace and it, I was supposed to, uh, my idea was going to the bus and I was going to make it home because um, it was mm-hmm. quite a distance that, I mean, I could bus it, you know, it, it was definitely called for a bus, especially young woman, you know, at that age, buses a lot further mm-hmm. than walking, you know, at one o'clock in the morning or whatever ridiculous hour. Yep. Yep. That. Yep. And um, I, rem- I don't any anything besides them telling me to pick up my pace. And I remember my feet, almost like the tiptoes touching the ground and then just springing and I remember feeling mm-hmm. like I was picking up energy, almost like a deer. And I don't remember anything until coming in visual, in sight with my house. So I ran, I must have run home. I don't have any recollection of the journey home. So like I said, periods of loss of time and different things were happening, which really, really scared me and threw me mm-hmm. back into prayer and meditation, <laughs> connecting with my guides. <laughs> You know, yeah, um, yeah. someone had asked me to join a coven. I refused. I did a lot of solitary practice. Um, I decided to use, I decided to use my intuition and my gifts um, in mm-hmm. a different healthier way. And I decided to go to 
after high school and study to be a child and youth worker. Um, the, the psychology, the, the psychiatry, that sort of stuff really interested me. So I studied uh, and, and I went to school for a child and youth worker. Um, mm-hmm. I graduated and I mean, just as I was finishing my last year, I was pregnant with my first son. He was born mm-hmm. back in 1993. So between 1993 and pretty much 2004, I mostly parented. Mm-hmm. I you know, didn't mm-hmm. work, work as a child youth worker. I did a little bit mm-hmm. of the Mayan spirituality, a little bit of occultist studies, that sort mm-hmm. of stuff. Mm-hmm. I had mm-hmm. uh, two more children. I kept, kept busy, you know, but I, I needed, um, I needed more of of adult connection, and I, need, I needed to, mm-hmm. to kind of get back into um, a, a, a spiritual practice. I felt where I needed yes. to not be so solid yes. to come out. Yes. So in Probably about 2004-ish, 2005, I I don't know how, what led me, but I ended up I ended up going to a spiritualist church here in Cam- Hamilton, and oh, okay. I was going there for a couple of weeks, and there was the uh, reverend at the time. Uh, she might be still there, Sandy Greer. Uh, she's she's from from the spiritualist church. Um, of the guiding light mm-hmm. in Hamilton, mm-hmm. and he was doing a mediumship class. And uh, after seeing me in service, the church church services, that's what I was called to go to. And uh, right. Spirit led me there, and with a friend, I just kind of went. And um, she invited me to this ser- to this um, mediumship class. Mm-hmm. And uh, I said, "Well, okay, you know, that's okay. I'm definitely curious. I've been seeing Spirit. Like maybe they can help." Right. Yeah. So exactly that, that that next Tuesday, there I am, an eager beaver. You know, a little nervous, a little scared, but I'm I'm happy to be going. And I show yeah. up in the class. Yeah. And do a little meditation, and it seemed harmless from there. Wow! Did it start the ball going with the whole public thing? Because after the meditation, she was going around asking people for messages, and I guess it was my my turn. <laughs> and she says, "So, Claudia, what do you have?" And I remember my reply still to this day um, was, are you kidding me? I don't perform on a dime. (laughs) (laughs) I don't perform on a dime. Like, what? And she's like, but you can. You know, and and she gave me a little coaching and she told me to close my eyes and take a couple Mm -hmm. of deep breaths. And, Mm -hmm. you know, um, and, and then she told me to just to, you know, where was my feeling guided? And the next thing you know, I had two messages for different two different people that came through and mm-hmm. i further went to the class the classes i yes. met an incredible yes. incredible man who i'm still connected to till this day and we work tightly um he actually right. lives with my family now and or me and my partner now and um he was te- he was teaching um the uh he was te- he was teaching one of the like a couple of the classes assisting with the mediumship class, right? And, and um, so so basically, I started getting really involved. It, went, it became really really quick. It it, it went mm-hmm. really quick. I started doing a lot of lectures, a podium, a lot of healing, a lot of readings. I started started working for them at their readings. I was involved with nice. you know another spiritualist church here in Hamilton yes. on the board of directors for a while, and then in two thousand and six, mm-hmm. I opened up the store. 
So uh, Treasures for the Soul. At the time, it was Latin Treasures. I thought I was going to bring okay. some stuff. From That's Gold your store, Star. right? Yeah, That's it the started out as Latin that. Treasures. Yep, 2006. And I thought I was going to bring, you know, some artisans from Guatemala and start tying in that sort of, you know, the, my culture and my roots yeah. here and, you know, bring some shiny stuff. And I rem yeah. remember my visuals. There was a table, a little round table with a couple of crystals and some incense burning. And I remember seeing some, you know, a couple of th things there, but it had an incredible glow in my mind and in the meditations and in the feelings I would get. It had this incredible glow. And little yes. did I know that within yes. like a year, year and a half, um, Latin treasures would morph to what it, what it is today, treasures for the soul. And that little mm -hmm. table has become the majority of what I do. I sell crystals and stones and all of that sort of stuff. And nice. there's a few things still from Guatemala that I bring. I bring medicines uh -huh. and herbs and incense and candles from uh, Guatemala as well. But again, it's yes. become more you know, treasures for the soul. And more uh, like there was a another. Story. Yeah. And I mean, you asked about one shift, and, and I, I mean, there has been, but they've been throughout, you know? So, I mean, in mm -hmm. 2000, I opened up the store. In 2007, I had the shift continued. I had a huge spiritual initiation when I entered the pagan community that year. Right. Uh, Jaguar, okay. Yeah, the Jaguar appeared strong, and so did the energy of Kun. For us, Kun is the is power. Kun is a serpent. Kun is sexual okay. energy. Um, that sort of energy. Yeah. So, um, that that yeah. weekend. Um, when I went to a festival, because I was doing a lot of vending and selling stuff at different events already. Right, right. Um, but they, they were little festivals, you know, like, um, you know, the Apple Festival, you know, or the, the uh, Harvest Festival in town type of thing. I hadn't been to mm -hmm. a really big spiritual event. And mm -hmm. uh, so that weekend was intense. And it really was mm -hmm. part of a spiritual initiation. And right. uh, there was a right. lot this that happened there. This was through the pagan community, right? That was the event that you're speaking of, correct? Yes. And it's funny because at that event, that's where Utu, um, who we met through this last weekend, was playing. And actually some of the energy from his playing brought out the kind of energy. And I did this nice. interesting dance. And there was a lot of interesting stuff that happened. A gentleman, uh, uh, a brother in the community of fire. Okay. Can I just hours, ask what the Khan energy here. is? What what Khan is? Just so um, those that are tuning yeah, in Khan, are familiar Khan, with it. Khan is, yeah, Khan is the, the energy of the of uh, its power. It's the Kundalini energy. It's the serpent. Oh. Okay. Um, yeah, that that you know. And so it, you it, channeled yeah. that energy during the performance of the Dragon Ritual Drummers, right? Was that right? Yeah. And it's funny because again, I was still a little fearful, and I had gone because I felt needed or wanted or or would like my shiny crystals and stuff I had to offer. I didn't know more than that, but um, uh -huh. and I was kind of nervous to hear that it was you know a. A, a voodoo kind of ritual 
I, I still uh-huh. didn't know too much of terminology back then. Right. Um, so I stayed near my tent instead of going to the ritual, but I could clearly hear the music. And right. I started to channel. And I right. was taken over to uh, uh, another young lady's tent way across the field. And we had an incredible experience and shared some energy there. Um, her mom her, mm. had passed away, and she was bringing her mom to uh, dance her ashes around the fire that weekend. Wow. And she had her mother's tools and sacred stuff that she was going to gift to her mother's friends because she had been part of that community. Oh, and nice. based on our meeting, nice. she wanted to gift me some things from her mother. And I sat there and said, wow, you know, maybe you should, you know, give them to her friends first. And, you know, you just got here. And, oh. and like, no, yeah. this is meant to be. And it's so funny because she gifted me two books that were like, I don't know, it, it, again, destiny meant spirit led. Yeah. You know, so there was meant a lot of yeah. a lot of blessings between me and her. And that weekend, again, a, a, uh, like I said, a young man fell into the fire. So I was actively giving him yes. and sending to work. It was very, very that intense. Story. Sorry, Claudia, yeah. do you mind if you tell that story? Because I know we were talking about that story while we were around the fire, if you don't mind sharing that story. Yeah, wow. Um, again, it was my first introduction to the community, and it was a beautiful repertoire, and we were all gathered, and there was dancing and stuff like that. And um, someone had fallen in. And, yes, you know, I, I sat there, and I was – I had just gotten to the fire, fire with a friend of mine, and he looked at me. Because, I mean, this happened, like, literally 10 feet away from me. And my friend looked at me and he says, are you just going to stand there or do what you do best? And they had already gotten this guy out of the fire. And I took right. two steps towards him and started laying hands on him and praying. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. That was one of those times that I kind of lost time. Um, right. Right. It was definitely strong. Yeah. Um, I held space and I did a lot of ritual around the fire that we hold in that specifically that night, but that whole weekend. Mm-hmm. And uh, not only did I go home and have an incredible spiritual initiation during my cleansing mm-hmm. while I was showering and cleansing and doing what I had to do at home um, when I got back after that weekend, but um, I stayed energetically connected to that man for probably three months. Five, six wow. days out of the week, I would astral travel, and I could just feel other people in the astral healing. And we were mm-hmm. just doing a lot mm-hmm. of energy work and a lot of prayer mm-hmm. with him. And um, was, so that sorry. was huge. Was he aware, Claudia? Sorry for interrupting. Was he aware that you were doing these prayers for him? Or, like, was he aware either astrally or in person? Were you in connection with his, uh, connected to his family so that he was aware that you yeah, were we- doing that for him? Yeah, he definitely was aware. Oops, we lost her. Okay, she'll tune back in. Sean Jerome, your microphone. I can't hear you. No, I know. I know. I do that so that there's no background okay. noise. So, so yeah, she'll, she'll come back. She'll, she'll reconnect. So, so I'm, you know what? This is, this is an easy interview. I must say she's just taking it from the first question. Cause my second one was, you know, um, 
like I said, what was a major event? Um, I think her whole life up until, you know, this point in time with regards to being at this event when uh, she met Utu and this gentleman that she did some healing for. So um, definitely her gifts and listening to her intuition and listening to her, her spiritual guides is what led her to her professional life. And uh, she went that route, which was, you know, kudos to her for listening to that and taking that lead and becoming a life coach and also a child worker. I, I commend her on that, you know, and in listening to those intuitive um, voices, um, her guides and doing what she did. So I think that's wonderful. So I hope she comes back and continues that story because it, it's an it's an interesting story. It really is. Um, there's another story I hope that uh, she'll Absolutely. share because while we were sitting together around the fire, there were, yeah. you know, there were a couple of sh stories that we had shared before, you know, we called it a night. So, um, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, I'm just gonna say a little bit. I mean, her 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 expose was a little bit share long, that so I, story. I, yeah. I didn't capture everything to translate. Yeah, yeah. But I'll I'll, I'll give you a bridged version. So, para lo que estaban escuchando, eh, eh, Claudia tiene un problema técnico porque ella está hablando desde su cao, cerca de Tim Hortons, porque es donde ella al norte de Ontario, eh, donde ella da sus clases sobre. Eh, meditación y otras cosas también relacionadas a la cultura maya y la creencia maya y la espiritualidad maya ah, pero ella estaba recontando eh, que a, después de su juventud ella fue introducida a diferentes eh, ceremonias festivales y personas dentro de la comunidad pagana en, en Ontario incluyendo a Utu Witch Doctor que tuvimos el placer de compartir con él en el eh, campamento octavo Uh, de Canadá y poder compartir y uh, vaya, conocerla a ella. Y fue a través de esa ceremonia, a través también del de, de tambor, el, el escuchar el tambor, que ella empezó a tener visiones y a tener eh, experiencias espirituales que le permitían, eh, como, como si fuera iniciación, experiencia, que después la, la, la impulsó a profundizar más y entrar más dentro de lo espiritual, a punto de tener. Eh, vaya a especializar un poco en la parte de sanación, eh, curación y tener su eh, pequeño negocio que, que, que vende cosas para ayudar, para curar, para poder a, desarrollar a las personas, etc. Entonces, y fue, estaba dando un relato de que en uno de esos eventos, una de las personas que estaba alrededor de un fuego, durante el tambor eso, se cayó en el fuego y cuando lo sacaron, ella empezó a rezar y, y vaya a ofrecer energía de vibración para uh, curar la sanación de la persona, etc. Uh, entonces ahora vamos a continuar un poquito esa parte del, del recuento. Claudia. Okay. So, Claudia, you're back. Yes, I am. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. I can hear you. So, yes, so as I was saying, as you were saying with regards to... Sorry. I couldn't catch that. What was that, Claudia? I said spirit has a great way of giving me a pause. That's it. Okay. <laughs> That's going to be our translation pause. That's going to be our translation pause. Yeah, he gave us a translation <laughs> pause. <laughs> so that was good. That was good. Good timing. <laughs> All divine timing. 
No kidding. So Claudia, so this gentleman that had uh, that you were helping to heal on an astral level, um, you were helping him and he was aware. Now, I just wanted to uh, just to confirm, was he aware um, in an astral sense or was he aware physically uh, as far as, you know, knowing that you were doing prayers for him? Um, for a while, I'm sure, uh, for a while, I wasn't sure we hadn't uh, been in contact. And um, I'm not sure through the Facebook world, I got in touch with his partner. And okay. um, I was, you know, we were able to kind of communicate. And, I, you know, I kept telling them I was setting prayers. Um, but it wasn't mm -hmm. after till healing had taken place. And all of the energy work had been done type of thing. Like they knew I was sending energy. They knew I was sending prayers. Um, but again, the community didn't really know me or, you know, kind of what I did. So, you know, um, then afterwards when we talked, you could just tell that there was a bond. You could just tell that there was a connection. Um, yeah. You know, uh, he has since passed. I don't know if you heard that before I got cut off. Oh, no. No, no we didn't hear yeah, spirit has, um, you know, ways of working. You know, when it's your time, it is your time. Mm -hmm. um, he mm -hmm. was around for a few more years, but uh, we lost uh, Brother David about five years ago. So, mm -hmm. um, maybe six sure. years, well, seven years ago. So, um, he he definitely knew that I was sending energy when it was his funeral. Mm -hmm. I recognized mm -hmm people's energy like I knew that they had been in prayer and in the etheric with me like I just I recognized their energy mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. he knew that we were going to be friends you know and, and I knew we were going to yeah. be friends and you know for you know another five six years or whatever we we were blessed and we enjoyed that friendship in the physical and nice. numerous times he has come to me in spirit you know mm -hmm. and we celebrate him still so um, nice yeah, it was it was definitely, again, one of those wow moments, you know, that kind of further leads you on that path. Definitely. Um, I, then I would say that that was the major event in your life that really kind of, you know, opened the gate, so to speak, with regards to that. That's that's awesome. I love that story. Yeah. Thank you yeah. for sharing. <laughs> well, it goes yeah. kind of further because in 2009, like just a yes, couple please. of years after that. Like, my world really just started to change. Like, I was doing healings, you know, I was doing readings. I was working with the spiritualist church and, you know, doing things like that. And I started bending and stuff. But in 2009, the winds of change really came. And like I said, um, me and my husband separated. Um, that same year, in 2015, or sorry, in 2009, um, that where me and my husband separated, separated me and my new partner met okay i dove much deeper into my spiritual practice and my classes and workshops right. i started to do 10 to 12 events a year vending and uh, facilitating different workshops i became a certified life coach i did some training and became a death doula as well um studied oh, that okay and then in uh, 2000, and so, I mean, like I said, the, a, a big change in my world and the winds of change happened around my family and that sort of stuff in 2009. And mm -hmm. in 2015, we ended up getting Stoneheart, 
which is 42 acres off-grid property here in Northern Ontario. Um, and that's an where you're going to. This is where I'm at this weekend. Yeah. Um, yes. Now during COVID, we've decided to uh, let some campers and people come. Um, they need to get out into the fresh air and into nature and be with spirit. You Absolutely. know, um, so we've opened it up to campers. There's 42 acres, so everybody can spread out. Nice. And, uh, you know, take some downtime. And it's very, nice. very peaceful. It's very, very tranquil. So we started nice. that in 2015. And that same year at one of the festivals, um, at one of the festivals, a major thing happened as well. I was telling you this experience okay. around the fire this weekend. That was the weekend okay. I got mantle ridden by spirit. Yes. Yes. Please share that one too. Sorry. Um, I had already, I had already been in contact with and, you know, tied in with um, some of the Yoruba practice, the Orishas, things like that. People like Utu, um, people like Prince Bamadeli uh, Bajoa, um, now chief of Modali Bajoa, and um, I was I was um, at this gathering, and it was a pagan gathering, and I was mounted again. By this time, I I, I mean by this year, I mean I, I have long stopped drinking. That was high school years, you know, right. Right. teenage years. Right. So there's no alcohol yeah. in my system. There's no you know um, yeah, anything. You, were talking about you know, yeah. that be in my system, and. Um, I had just gotten to the main fire. I was just settling in and spirit what started coming through. And I asked my guides and I asked, you know, for my protectors to come in. And I asked my mm -hmm. ancestors, everyone around, mm -hmm. you know, like, please, please like mm -hmm. round this out. I do not know. You know, I, I had let spirit take my voice, you know, and, and mm -hmm. write through automatic writing and a few different mm -hmm. things like that. But I really like to be in control of my messaging. I like to be responsible for Absolutely. what I do or to people. Um, that's why I did a lot of the training, you know, in the social service work, because I, mm -hmm. I, I that was important, the counseling and, and how to be personally responsible for the messaging and the things that I put out to people. The right. impact Absolutely. on people. So um, for Spirit had a different... Um, a different plan in mind and that yes. night my guy told me that it was fine to let it happen and I told them I wasn't sure I felt comfortable that it was safe space they told me it was safe enough they told me that my friends were around mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. I want all I remember is wanting to dig my nails either into my friend that I was asking to help ground me or dig a hole into mother earth as deep as I could yes. And yes. I just felt myself going, going and gone. Gone. And I really, yeah. to be honest, don't really remember much of anything for five After and a half that. hours. Yep. Um, I was mounted. Um, when I came to, I remembered it in stages. And I explained it to my partner as I'm 10% back. Okay. They're, 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 yes. You know, yes. I, I'm now, they're trying to take me. Uh oh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm you know, 10% back. Okay. I'm 20% back. And we did that until mm -hmm. I was kind of fully back, <laughs> you know, which mm -hmm. took quite a few yeah. hours. Um, yeah. this was after the full ride, you know, of five and a half hours. And, um, and did you bring I, forth a lot of, um, messages for people that were around? 
Well, I went straight to bed after that and um, was held by my partner and just kind of shook a lot as spirit energy kind of came out of me and he kind yeah. of nurtured me and, and he you know, grounded you. Yep. To eat. Um, they had already brought something to eat for me around the fire. Um, so they were already doing oh, things around good. the fire to try to help me ground. And um, so we went back to the tent and I rested and not till the next day did I start asking questions and mm -hmm. I start getting information. And I was supposedly dancing ecstatically, giving messages to all sorts of people around the fire. I am mm -hmm. a smoker, you know, so I walk away from the fire and go and have a, a smoke. And I did none of that. You know, I was asking my friends, you know, like, what happened? Like, when, like why wouldn't you take me off? And they said, Claudia, you didn't want anything to do with a cigarette. You were in, you know, you'd say that you were coming and you'd turn around and spin around and back to the fire, you were dancing and doing your thing. You know, one of my friends specifically at the time, she said that she tried to ground me and she right. tried to call the energy out. And the right. energy looked at her and said, yeah, right. And would not let her hug me, would not let her touch me. Um, the spirit right. that would through me would not let anyone touch me. Mm -hmm. um, there was just no way. Um, shortly after my, my partner was counseling someone else at the time. <laughs> and by the time he got to the fire, I was gone. <laughs> so usually he recognizes my energy and he knows me mm -hmm. even in the dark. He knows my energy and mm -hmm. he said that he didn't see me. And the mm -hmm. spirit that was working with me needed to present this young man to him, I guess. So I appeared mm -hmm young man in tow and presented them and gave him a quick download and then I took off but by then he had me in my, his scope <laughs> okay. so he kind of you know talked to the young man but kept a watch on me on me and then from what I gather he you know stood with me the whole time and just right. kind of took notes and watched what was going on but right. um, to make a long story short um, after five and a half hours and um, digesting the rest of that couple of days mm -hmm. and asking people questions I was really upset it threw me back to kind of my high school you know scared years and what the heck and I've yep. worked a long time to build up this protection I know my guides yep. I know what I'm connected yep. to it's like what was that so yep. I remember I you saying that yeah, I went home and, you know, I don't like to do it, but I, it felt like I was threatening spirit, you know, I was just very, very forceful. And I said, please leave me alone. Like, yeah, I, I canceled my yep. appointments two weeks, three weeks. And I said, I didn't know how long I was going to be canceling them. But I just I didn't want to commune with spirit. I didn't want to commune with the ancestors. Yep. I didn't want to yep. deal with that world for a while. And I sat there and I said to them, if you don't leave me alone for at least two weeks, I'm going to go work at KFC or the coffee shop down the street. I don't care, but I'm pulling out of this field. So please respect. I remember, I remember you saying that. <laughs> you, you know, so please respect and kind of like leave me alone. And they did. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Um, during that time, I reached out to uh, Prince Babadeli. And mm -hmm. uh, he was in, in Canada at the time. And yeah. I sat there and I called him and I said, I reached out to two people. He was one of them. And I sat there and said, oh, my God. Mm -hmm. You know about this stuff. You know about people mm -hmm. being mounted and ridden. I've been to some of your ceremonies, and I've always started, kind of mm -hmm. stood back with a lot of protection so it doesn't happen to me. And what right. the heck? It happened. You what know, happened? Yeah. Canada's, yeah, are you in Canada still? Because I need to talk to you. 
And yeah. he said, you know, I'm, I'm kind of in Canada, but not in Ontario. I'm in Alberta. I'll be back on Thursday. Mm-hmm. And I said, great. I'd love to buy you dinner. I need to counsel with you ASAP. So, <laughs> so we met. We counseled and we uh, counseled with Aoife. Yes. And um, yes. It, it brought me a little bit more, more peace, a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> he, he originally sat there and said, you know, that he was willing to take me to Africa and help, you know, get me to do these kind of channelings and that, you know, I had mm-hmm. some strong energy that really, really wanted to work with me and that the only mm-hmm. way that they wouldn't was to get this seal or to have a special ritual done by Aoife you know, mm-hmm. to uh, not have mm-hmm. this energy come through. He told mm-hmm. me and my partner that, you know, he's seen people ridden for three and a half days or, you know, four days. And I remember me and my partner looking at each other, not saying a word. And we at the same time. said the same thing at the same time. We looked back at Amadeli and went, yeah, that's not going to happen. You know, we're not doing that. So he suggested yeah. a ritual, you know, with Ifa or to, that I should go and connect with my spiritual roots in Guatemala. Yes. yes. So to me, that really was the boom to take me back to my roots. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to pause there for a minute because I think that's a good yes. I'm going to try to summarize again. For those who said, oh, right. We uh, keep forgetting. <laughs> Sorry, Jean-Jerome. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, no, no problem. So, voy a, voy a hacer un resumen, porque no voy a traducir literalmente toda la, la, la parte que, que Claudia uh, mencionó. Pero vaya, por arribita, lo que se ve en la descripción de Claudia es una clara progresión de su nivel de mediunidad. Empieza temprano, como dije, se dijo antes, desde los siete años más o menos, que tiene una, una experiencia empática. Después eh, empezar a ver cosas, escuchar cosas así eh, en su vida cotidiana, yendo a la ducha, etc. Después a través de, de ceremonia e eh, interactuar con otras personas de la comunidad pagana eh, y a ver eh, ceremonia de tambor y otras otra cosas donde se está llamando espíritu. Ella tuvo más, más uh, evidencia, más, más vista, más una amplificación de su capacidad eh, espiritual de mediunidad. Ya culminando en una ceremonia que es lo que ella vino describiendo, donde eh, fue montada, o sea, poseída, por una duración de cinco horas, en el cual es muy interesante recalcar que su carácter mismo cambió. O sea, ella es una persona que ella menciona que le gusta fumar y y va a tener su break y, y su pausa para fumar, etc. Y durante esas cinco horas no había quien la podía sacar de, de, de la ceremonia y lo que el espíritu estaba tratando de transmitir a la persona pertinente o que estaban en, esas, en ese, ese conjunto de personas. Y eso es muy típico de una progresión espiritual, un despertar espiritual dentro de la persona, en el cual... A, a, de medida que entra más dentro de ceremonias, rituales, que se interactúa con otras personas que también tienen mediunidad, etc., ya empieza a despertar espiritualmente y sus facultades, como que empieza a recordar y amplificar esa señal entre los dos mundos. Pero tal fue la experiencia esa que ella tuvo 
le están botadas cinco horas y vaya a perder control de su y, la, y después la recuperación o sea el tiempo de recuperar con su pareja que tuvo que vaya abrazarla cuidarla y ayudarla a vaya a aterrizar de esa experiencia ella tuvo un poco de, de miedo porque hay, hay una porque es un control, una pérdida de control absoluta o sea no ni se recuerda ni tiene control de su cuerpo ni nada y en ese momento ella conoce y vaya, había ya conocido, había interactuado con un amigo de nosotros, eh, eh, parte de nuestra familia espiritual, Prince Bamedele Bajoa, Chief Bamedele Bajoa, al cual ella, que estaba en Canadá en ese momento, y ella le pide un consejo, vaya, una orientación, cómo ella puede enfrentar esta, esta situación de posesión. Y a mucho mérito, mucha honra de Prince Babineli, él le dice las opciones, la divina con Ifa, en esa divinación con Ifa. Y Ifa básicamente le dice que esto es esencialmente un, un, un don que ella tiene, pero que si ella tiene miedo de, de vaya de perder control, que es esa posesión, esa caer en posesión sea demasiado seguido o de mucha duración, que podría llevarla a África para ciertas ceremonias de incisiones, ¿okay? en donde se hace en Enifa, se hace uh, acoche medicina, y se hace incisiones y cantos, encantos, ese Ifa, encantos, Adura, Yoriki, para que la persona no caiga en posesión de esa forma. O sea, es como a través de medicina, es como cerrar la tela otra vez, el, el telón, y permitir que la persona no pierda su control, no pierda su, <coughs> su facultad de dar una posesión. Muchas veces esa medicina funciona, algunas veces, dependiendo del nivel de espiritualidad de la persona, no funciona. Pero do, el príncipe Bamidele dio una segunda opción, y es por el cual yo lo quiero mucho a príncipe Bamidele, y le tengo mucho respeto, porque le dio la opción que era seguir y volver a su línea ancestral. O sea, volver a su eh, pueblo ancestral de Guatemala y el pueblo ancestral de los mayas. Y ahora es cuando retomamos la historia y, y Claudia ahora nos va a explicar un poquito de qué, cómo fue ese viaje y ese esa, eh, peregrinaje a, a Guatemala y su, y su próxima eh, interacción con ese, ese mundo, ese, ese camino, ese, ese sendero que ella estaba siguiendo de su camino uh, ancestral o su camino espiritual. Back to you, Claudia. Okay. So <laughs> I just gracias. wanted to, just yeah, wanted no, to no. Inter well, interject. Well, Sorry, Claudia. So just to recap, it was under the advisement of Prince Bamadeli when you had your IFA reading that he had suggested for you to go to Guatemala, correct? That's right. Um, okay. I just want to say muchas gracias, Jairo, por la traducción. Eh, no es que me estoy olvidando de todos los, los españoles, los latinos. Mi corazón está, eh, soy latina, pero yo me olvido de lo que dije. Gracias a Dios que Jairo me está haciendo caso y me está escuchando <laughs> por la traducción. Um, thank you for translating. Like I said, uh, thank God you're paying attention because I forget what I just said. So. <laughs> Prince Valmadeli me salvó es un gran amigo, es un gran hombre eh, nosotros rezamos por 
cada uno de nuestras familias estamos siempre en contactos y comunidad. Um, yeah, she's saying she's saying she's saying now in Spanish. She's just Spanish. She's saying that uh, Prince Babidelli is a great man. He's a he's a great babalao, and absolutely. that she constantly prays and honors him, and yeah, you know, very grateful because and and I echo that because uh, you know, absolutely, it, Prince Babidelli. For a babalao to give yes. her that to to say, look, you have really laid out two options. We can go this route, which would be the yeah. the traditional way a babalao or Isa would sometimes you know uh, say to deal with it, or give mm -hmm. her uh, another route, which is to re reconnect with her ancestral <laughs> roots. Is is very and, honorable. And because Absolutely. we had reconnected already a couple of different times in ceremony, and because we had already you know, known each other. He was hoping, I think, that I would say I would go and spend months with him in uh, Nigeria. <laughs> I think he was hoping that, uh, you know, he, he could do some training, training with me, you know, and, and, and have me in his community. But uh, like I said, I'm not sure if I'm uh, ready for, for that. So, and, and yes. you know, Yes. I needed to connect, and I'd always wanted to connect with the Mayan culture and really get in touch with okay. my roots. So when Absolutely. he suggested that a lot of that, you know, would be grounded, and he had said that I had had over my lifetime numerous initiations, spiritual initiations, but a physical initiation, you know, to kind of help ground that out and, and stuff like that. And we were definitely under the impression that what was riding me and wanting to mount me is not ancestral, is not um, just spirit guides. It's like they would they would go through my main guides if if they needed to. You know that's how strong that they work and they're connected. Uh, we use different words in different in different traditions. I think I know. I think um, I know. But it was it it was too crazy in my mind to kind of want to repeat that. So I thought, you know, I had I had, in here in North America, I I blessed to rate be by the Grand River, uh, Six Nations, and I mm -hmm. attended a lot of the powwows. I really was fond of the indigenous here of North America, and it felt close to home. Right. So, right. and over the years, I had really you know thought of and, and studied the calendar and started to learn about people, but not to the degree that Prince Amadeli had suggested. So, mm -hmm. you know, and by now he's also chief, so you got to listen to the chief. So <laughs> I was smart and I went to Guatemala that year. Yes. So excellent. I did, yeah, I did go that uh, year. And, you know, at first I thought, okay, a lot of the elders are still very quiet. They're going to see me as a mestiza, as a mixed blood, you know, not necessarily pure Mayan. You know, mm -hmm. I was raised and born here in North America. Um, you know, they're, they're really, you know, it's a lot of oral tradition. There's been a lot of genocide, a lot of oppression, a lot of that sort of stuff. So I didn't know how easy it would be to, you know, make a contact. And he sat there and he said, just put it out there. Your guides will do it. Um, they will mm -hmm. recognize you and you will recognize them. Mm -hmm. And so like anything else, I trust and I go with the flow. And I went to Guatemala mm -hmm. and th that year, uh, my partner always goes with me. And that year I 
didn't have my children. It's the it was the first year that they had now they've gone to live with their dad. They're teenagers, you know, th- mm-hmm. boy. The oldest is like twenty seven. He's living on his own, you know. So mm-hmm. I had downtime to be able to do it, and my partner decides he's not going with me this year. He's like, no, nope, you need to go and do this on your own. I don't want you to spend time translating or having to support managing, you know, or anything like that. So he's like, you know, you go, I'll go next year. You do what you need to do. So I went and I enough started to make connections. I started to make connections and the elders appeared. Um, I sat and I just happened to be there as well for the important days of Wayeb. That is part of the HAB calendar, one of the calendars that the Mayans use. And they are five days um, where there is no time carrier. And it's a lot of days of ceremony and fire and ritual and that sort of stuff, introspection, when one time carrier, you know, leaves and, Mm -hmm. you know, that in-between stage before the next time carrier for the next year, you know, picks up the wheel type of thing. And... Mm -hmm. um, I sat there and um, I, um, I, I, I started to sit with them for those five days of YAB and join in ceremony and, like I said, made contacts. And then mm-hmm. I was leaving Guatemala and I'm thinking, wow, you know, what, where am I going to get this and how am I going to plug in? And a lot of the elders, you know, don't use Facebook and they don't use the computer and, you know, some of them a little bit. You know, the cell phones to touch base with their family, but they're not public about their rituals or they're not public, you know, yet about right. their teeth and that sort of stuff. So I'm like, how am I going to, you know, kind of do this? And before I left, mm-hmm. two days before I left Guatemala, Spirit Answers, I see a post on Facebook because, you know, I'm a Facebook user, you know, modern technology. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So I sit there and I noticed that there was a Mayan sacred fire happening at Six Nations on the land of the dancing deer. And there was mm-hmm. a that was going to be there. And I'm like, what? And I'm thinking, I'm going to freeze. I'm coming back from a warm climate. It is the spring equinox. I'm going to freeze, but I need to be there. I'm going to freeze. This is ridiculous, but I need to be there. And everything I kept repeating, I need to be there. I need to be there. So I grabbed a few things that You're I had provided. brought back. Right? So I had grabbed a few things from Guatemala that I, you know, some tools, some of my stuff that I had uh, brought back from Guatemala and I headed to the fire that weekend and I met a Tata here that's in Toronto who then introduced me to a couple of other Tatas who I've been in ceremony many times now with and chat with regularly. Um, The eldest of the Tatas is a wonderful soul, Tata Bartolo. He is my spiritual godfather in the Mayan tradition. Um, He gives me the honor, and I take the honor of calling him that. And Mm -hmm. uh, Tata Bartolo, um, beautiful soul he is, um, recognized my gifts and my weird, unique path, and sat there and said, um, repeated what? Pretty, pretty much Chief Bamadeli had said, yep. and uh, yep. you be initiated, and you need to continue with what you've been doing, and he took record of what I've been doing and made notes, and he contacted some of the elders in Guatemala, and mm-hmm. I usually go for 
you know, two months when I'm there. Nice. So he, he started the, uh, the steps from here. And mm-hmm. uh, that next year when I was in Guatemala, um, he introduced me to Tata Pedro um, Ischop. He is, mm-hmm. um, he's got a few more degrees above him than just um, an Ashkich. But he is definitely an elder, and he is on the um, Guatemalan Mayan Council. He's on different foundations and councils. He is originally from the land of Quiche, the Imperial of Quiche. I've met quite a few elders from there. I'm blessed to have. And yes. um, he, um, we, we, we worked closely together. And it just so happened that before my journey ended, I was still going to be there on the Mayan New Year, Washakiv Bats. And that is a that is the day where they do a lot of ceremonies and they will initiate my Nashkis. And he says, oh, you know, before you go back. Nice. You know, your initiation. And like I said, we had been preparing and stuff. I didn't realize it would be done before I came home. Um, nice. But again, spirit interceded. They did a lot of uh, meditation and counseling as well and divining. Um, the you know auspicious day, the auspicious time, um, based on my based on my Nawal, based on my birth chart, um, there's part of me that is in the Popuvu, you know, um, the creation story. I'm Kame, which is a transformation, which is yes. birth and death and everything in between, and it's working That's with you. the ancestors. And it's um, it's you know when I started getting that realization, wow, it's so much me and in, in so many ways, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's funny because um, I I did I did my initiation there, and I have mm-hmm. been blessed to be able to do sacred fire, and to keep learning, and it's just opened up so many other doorways. So it, wow, that was a long answer yeah. for. Our, for for a question, but no, there was a lot of things that opened, a lot of things that spirit put in my path, and a lot of things that happened that uh, brought me here. So, yeah. And here you are. And with that, <laughs> that's going to lead to the second part of this show, which is the actual divination. So, Claudia, thank you for that show. Thank uh, that show. Thank you for explaining all of that and bringing us to this part of the show. This is the part I'm excited. I'm excited about the whole thing. I'm always excited when we do these shows because I love <laughs> talking to people and stuff. And Claudia, it was so nice to meet you that evening. It really was. I, I you know, I love it. But so here we are. Now I know you've done a little bit of homework. Um, so just before, uh, just, just before you jump, jump, jump. Uh, you got to translate, translate. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Okay, look at me jumping the gun here. I'm so excited. Like, ah, don't mind me that. Okay, so this part, I was Claudia, you told me that if I said too much, but it's just for the people who are listening, because many people think they have a little bit of the sense of what you're saying, but in any case, again, all that ese despertar en ella y también el consejo del de príncipe Bami de la lleva finalmente a hacer viajes, no un viaje sino varios viajes en el cual ella conoce eh, mayores eh, tanto su, su uh, maestro, su tata que es el mayor uh, 
uno de los mayores del de Consejo de los Mayas en Guatemala um, para, para empezar el proceso de iniciación dentro de la cultura, dentro de como sacerdotisa uh, y poco a poco, a través de múltiples viajes, ella cada vez que va, va por dos meses, va muchas veces con su pareja, su uh, que la acompaña para darles apoyo, pero ella ha podido profundizar, ha podido vaya, pasar diferentes etapas de iniciación en Guatemala y conocer personas uh, dentro de la comunidad que son vaya, muy respetadas y muy, vaya, muy seria en su práctica del shamanismo y y de, de la cultura maya y preservar esa cultura. Um, es también importante decir que al principio, eh, habiendo nacido aquí en Canadá, ella tenía un poco de, de miedo, vaya, de reserva, porque no sabía si uh, al ir a Guatemala, por la cuestión de todos los abusos y toda la, la discriminación que el pueblo maya ha recibido tanto en Guatemala como en México, eh, si ella, siendo, vaya, veniendo de la extranjera, la iban a considerar o adoptar como, como una parte de la familia maya. O sea, vaya, darle la bienvenida y ayudarla a, a vaya, seguir ese camino espiritual que sus mismos su mismo ancestros y otros espíritus la estaban guiando. Y fue eh, muy alegremente sorprendida cuando la comunidad la, la acude, la empieza a entrenar y ella cae en manos de, como dije antes, eh, un trata muy respetado, miembro del consejo, eh, o presidente del consejo maya en Guatemala, que la ayuda y la vaya, le da la bienvenida y la ayuda a pasar ese proceso iniciático eh, en el cual es un proceso que, que sigue hasta hoy. Uh, y ella sigue avanzando en sus estudios, en su práctica y en tratar de rescatar esa, esa cultura. Uh, Boconó Daniel dice, Volumbo y hermano, una pena no poder estar hoy junto a ustedes ya que como sabes, amo los ancestra, las ancestrías del Mayab. Un saludo y mi respeto a ustedes y la chamán que está rescatando esa cultura que tanto defendí en Yucatán, Jabalú al Mayab. Eh, Daniel Bocono de Fuji es uh, Bocono y ha trabajado él mismo con su ancestro por cuarenta y pico de años en posesión y uh, básicamente transmitiendo mensajes, haciendo consulta para ayudar a la persona a encontrar sus ancestros y él estuvo muy impresionado de la cultura maya cuando fue a, a la parte de México, en, en Catán y por tal eh, respeta mucho esa país tiene mucho interés so, él felicita a Claudia por su por ese, ese esfuerzo de restablecer su, sus raíces de, de Maya pero también rescatar y poder ayudar a transmitir ese, ese conocimiento en, en, uh, en Canadá y vayan para el mundo uh, so, esa es una para uh, Claudia ¿Hay algo más que yo no dije en español que tú quisieras que vaya, que ese mensaje se transmita en español? Eh, no, eso estaba bien. Ok. Sí. Ok. Ok, go ahead. Teresa, then. You're up. Excellent. Ok. All right. So, um, so yes. Ok. So, 
now we're going to segue and lead to the second part of this show, which will be a reading that Claudia is going to do for Jean-Jerome and me. But I guess I go first because Jean-Jerome's not here. <laughs> uh, actually, so. before the reading, though, Teresa, I, I yes, would please. like to just kind of do a, just a little bit of background so that they know what the reading's about and how, how we Absolutely. do it. Absolutely, please, um, please. Just, yes, just give us um, give us all that yeah, detail. Like, like one of the beautiful things that Jean Jerome explained in Spanish that I really do want to reiterate um, in English is that the Mayans have been holding their culture for a very, very long time. They've been maintaining Absolutely. it. It is imperative and it is important that the oral Absolutely. traditions, that the stories maintain what they are and what they were, that the elders are honored, that the traditions are honored, um, they've been, you know, a lot of years maintaining that tradition and that culture. Absolutely. Um, a lot of the things that the Mayans base, um, well, no, not a lot, everything that the Mayans base their life on are pretty much um, what they call two Mayan habitual laws. And the first one is <laughs> divinal law of the creator. And the second is the natural law of the earth. So to the Maya people, first, the, the divinal law of creator, that means a how. So that would translate kind of like to Ifa. Okay, so our God, the universal, mm -hmm. the tikol. we use that a lot in ceremony. That's how we start the ceremony. And we honor Yahaw and Bitsoltikol. That is a how, that is God, that is a creator, that is the former of the right. world, the, who forms the world, who creates the world. Um, also, the 20 Chomil. The Chomil, or how um, people call them um, a lot of the times now in North America and in Mexico, um, in the Yucatan, is Nawals. Um, right. Cajaleb, Cajaleb or Chomil um, is, is a Mayan um, quiche, quiche way of calling them. Um, but just for easier reference, I'm going to use the term Nawals tonight. Um, right. Just Thank you. That's, that's the most common. Uh, term that people are, are familiar with. Um, so again, the, the creator, the former of the world, and the 20 Chomil are the energies that are taken from the Cholkin calendar, which is our ceremonial calendar. And mm -hmm. they also honor the directions and yeah. the, four the four grandparents the four grandmothers and the four grandfathers that came and they hold those corners of the universe for us. They also honor, um, they spend a lot of time worship and honoring. <laughs> so, I mean, but they do, they, we go through a list, right? right. So it's, it's important. So we honor, we honor them, the creators, we honor the grandparents. Yep. We, we honor and we give thanks and offerings and respect um, to, you know, to the fire. And as we're calling in these energies, we give respect to, like I said, the elders, our ancestors, the first ancestor and the first Ashkihab, um, San Mashimon, Mashimon, um, as he is referred to, you know, was one of the first diviners, or, um, they call him, um, mm -hmm. the, honor the lakes the rivers, the bodies of water, the oceans. Uh, we will awesome. name the different lakes and bodies of water around us, the mountains, 
the valleys, the hills, mm -hmm. the volcanoes. Mm -hmm. So nice. all of those Beautiful. things are honored and worshipped and brought into the uh, fire. Because again, the mm -hmm. second the second law is the natural law of the earth. So we are in commune and we are in divine with everything. Um, mm -hmm. Just to be human, just to be here is a is a best and the greatest blessing. From here, mm -hmm. everything mm -hmm. else unfolds. Um, you know, we are in commune with the animals, with the land, with the rocks, with the trees, with the water, mm -hmm. everything in nature. And um, the the Mayan. We have a lot of different calendars traditionally that they used. Principally and mainly the two that are used today are the Chokin calendar and the Hab. Now the Hab is more of a farming agricultural calendar. And like I was saying earlier, we use the five days of Yeb. But the calendar that we use for ceremony and that we use for divining is the Chokin calendar. The Chokin okay. calendar is made up of the 20 Chomil of the 20 Nawals. They are the 20 right. energies or the 20 deities, um, but they are also combined with 13 tones. The 13 tones and the 13 energies are also combined with each of the Nawals. So when you have okay. the 13 tones and the 20 Nawals, it presents your 260 days where we get the calendar right. from. So it's a long process. It's a long study. It's really kind of hard to explain in a few minutes. Yeah. Um, but basically, yeah, like, you're doing good. Yeah, and, and everything relates back to, again, humanity, to the body, that sort of stuff, to nature. So yeah. the 20 days yeah. are pretty much representations of the 10 toes and the 10 fingers. And the ah. 13 toes. Yeah, and the 13 tones, you can look at it as like the moving joints. So we got two ankles, two knees, two hips, two wrists, two elbows, two shoulders. Nice. And then the yes, neck. I remember you saying that. Yeah. So, I mean, basically all of that, our human body is part of the calendar, is part of the ceremonial calendar. Nice. So, I like that. Yeah. I like the way they relate it to the body, you know, so you are the walking tree, you know, so to speak, the, the, the calendar, right? That's right. That's right. That's how it evolves. That's how it plays out. Our calendar goes counterclockwise. It's like the gods are unfolding the path in front of us. It spirals out, you know, it evolves. Uh -huh. So the calendar goes counterclockwise. Here in North America, a lot of the traditions do a lot of things clockwise. Well, in the Mayan yeah. ceremony, the Mayan calendar, it's counterclockwise. We disperse the energy. It evolves. Yeah. If I, if, I, if I also does all of it, it goes counterclockwise. We go mm -hmm. same, so that we, as we talked about, we, we were, and, and we talk about the divine spiral in a sense, right? As we're, mm -hmm. So that's a very strong common point between uh, the, the Mayan and the uh, Yoruba or the Fa um, system and, and the way of looking and, and operating from the right to left, doing it counterclockwise. Uh, Claudia, antes de que sigamos, porque ya tú entraste una parte un poquito más técnica, tú podrías 
eh, vaya a repetir o vaya a dar un resumen breve de, de, de eso, esos conceptos de base del calendario maya y la relación con el cuerpo humano y esa, ese aspecto de, de los mayas también de agradecer, estar continuamente agradeciendo a, a todos los ríos, los lagos, las montañas, o sea, ese, ese agradecimiento en el ritual que es muy, vaya, parece ser muy importante, muy central a la creencia. Así es, todo para nosotros es la naturaleza. Everything we do is part of nature. Los altares están en la naturaleza. Our altars are at the, are, are in nature, at the waters, you know, en los ríos, en las montañas. Um, so, it, it is totally a, a part of our, of our, of our makeup um, and how we perceive life, how we can walk through life, how we can journey it. Um, the things that we will encounter and, you know, the, the positives and, you know, the positives and more, some more of the darker or the heavier aspects of the energy that we have to deal with on our walk. So the calendar mm -hmm. basically discusses how it's a way of life and it teaches mm -hmm. you how to move through the world. When you follow the mm -hmm. calendar, you see the movements and you see how life unfolds and it gives you those teachings and those lessons as it inspirals. It hits all of the different dynamics. Um, it touches on family. It touches on, you know, community. It touches on the warrior spirit. Um, mm -hmm. it, you know, all, all of the different aspects of nature, of, mm -hmm. of the... Um, And humanity and humans involved. Yeah, the characteristics of the traits of people. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, the human traits that we all um, carry o sea, within o us. Sea, que dicho en español, el, el calendario maya tiene, es realmente como, como se puede decir, como el compendium de los otros difa. O sea, se dice que en los otros difa se habla de todo diferente aspecto de la naturaleza, se habla de los animales, las personas, diferentes aspectos de, de la vida del ser humano, el, la creatividad, el aspecto guerrero, las relaciones con la familia, con la comunidad. Pero en vez de estar contenidos los 256 Odudifa, están contenidos expresados en los 260 uh, uh, fechas así del calendario uh, maya. ¿Es correcto, Claudia? Yeah, the 260 are like deities. Deities. 260 deidades. Okay, perfecto. Ajá. Eh, póngale, no solo eso, pero los tonos. En los tonos, los tonos son 13. Y 13 en, tonos, en, 260 Son 13 tonos y los 20 nahuales te dan tus 260. Okay. Esos 13 tonos también representan diferentes cosas. Póngale los tonos, es como una pirámide. Y el tono y los tonos de 1 al 7 son más que con las cosas de ser así mundial, cosas de, de, del mundo, de uno lo que está viviendo. Ah. Del 7 para el 12 son energías más espirituales. Y el número 13 representa la, la combinación entre cómo manejar lo espiritual y lo, y lo mundial junto. Lo espiritual y lo mundial, o sea, 
eh, básicamente... Es, es, la es, es la combinación de los dos. Exacto. Physical so, and spiritual. O sea, que Todos basado en... También. Exacto, basado una, como una vibración, o sea, dependiendo de si la vibración es más, da, más alta, o sea, está hablando de una cosa, un evento o una relación espiritual o celestial, una vibración, vamos a decir, simplificando más bajo, está hablando, o sea, es todo lo, lo, el espectro de vibraciones que conecta el mundo espiritual con el mundo eh, terrenal, o sea, oro con aire, ¿correcto? Sí, sí, okay. trabajan en común, pues, ajá. Dependiendo de la vibración del número y del Nahual, se puede ver eh, ciertas cosas del día, ciertas energías, porque el Nahual tiene ciertas energías específicas, el tono también, y cuando lo combinas con, con la energía de la semana, de la, terce, de la, tre, la, ter, la trecena, ahí eh, es más y más, te, te, así puedes adivinar las energías en que uno está manejando y trabajando al diario o semanal. Okay. So, so, now shifting, so, para que las personas que nos siguen en español, creo que ya tiene una idea. Now, for, for uh, Teresa and our English-speaking audience's benefit, again, um, and this is why, this is a special show, because we're, we're, we're basically really trying to, to, to not leave anybody out, like especially the Spanish-speaking community, I think it's very important for them mm -hmm. to understand what what's what this is about and, and honor those ancestors by by being able to at least deliver part of the messages mm -hmm. back, but also for our English-speaking audience to also to discover and to to be exposed to a very sophisticated, very uh, respected mm -hmm. and ancient way of of basically interacting with the natural and supernatural world, right? Mm -hmm. So as mm -hmm. Claudia was saying, Claudia. You're saying the, by the intersection of the tone, the day uh, of the week, and the, the Nawal, um, you, you can basically divine certain situations. That intersection of those, uh, of those coordinates, if you will, provides keen insight into what's going on for that person at a given time and space and how they can best deal with that energy. Is that a good way to summarize it or? Así es, así es. No okay. solo es lo usamos el calendario, pero lo usamos con algo que se llama cité. Entonces, en la iniciación, cuando te dan la vara sagrada, en tu iniciación te dan lo que se llama cité. Son unos frijolitos rojos que vienen del árbol del cité. Y ese se usa para adivinar y se usa con el calendario. Es una cuenta larga, pero se pone los, el cité y se hace el conteo y te dice cosas positivas, negativas, el tono, te dice lo que digo, uno, uno hace toda la división, pero es con el CITEC, con unos frijolitos. So, uh, uh, ¿En lugar de Taro? <laughs> ¿En lugar de The Cowering Shell? Yeah, exactly. So the, no, the, the, the hero cards. These are little, little like red beans, and they, call, and they come from the tree of the CITEC. And um, so when so when you get initiated, they give you your 260 cite, and that's what we use to divine with, and we use it, uh, and we and we and we spread out the beans, the the cite, we spread them out, and we divine with them, and we start using the days and the tones. Okay, so I'm just gonna I just want to sort of go back a little bit because. 
you know, just to make it a little bit clear for people, um, first of all, what is a tone? What is a nawal? And how do the beans come into play with this? So just to <laughs> sort of, you know, the basic, okay? <laughs> okay. Um, so basically, and we're going to do this soon with, with both of your birth dates, okay? So everybody yes. comes onto the earth with a nawal, with an energy, Okay, so you have there's 260 energies that you could possibly come in with. One of those energies will be your assigned to you. Okay, so once that energy is assigned to you, um, that's how you move through this world. That's how you see the world through, or that's what you're progressing to, or that's and there's some energy of conception destiny. that you come from, and there's a destiny energy. Right. So there's characteristics that you're already coming with. There's knowledge that you're already coming with from conception. There's energy that you're doing in the moment and, and what you're harnessing in the first kind of stages of, of your world. And then say after 52 years of age, the later part of your world, it's like kind of it's pushing to the next part of your cross. Your Mayan cross is broken down into your birth sign. So the one that you are assigned from the one for the 260 days. They go back, okay, the, how many days of conception there are, and they sit there and that, they, that's your conception nawal. And then there's a destiny nawal, the energy that you're moving towards. And then on mm -hmm. either side, there are also helpers, energies that will sit there and guide and help us, but will also put challenges or create challenges in our path. Now, the, the tones are energies and resonations that may that again coincide with the nawals. Okay. And the tzite, the tzite, the little red beans, the tzite, along with the calendar is what you use to divine with. Okay. It sounds now, very complicated. Because I'm a and tonight, because I'm a traveling girl, the, the small medium at large, I do not have my tzite or the ability to do a long reading for you guys. Right. But right. we were gonna we're gonna break it down and use an example. Um, both of your birthdays. Yes. yes. Okay. Please. So who's who's did you pull up there? That's mine. Oh, of course. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was going first. Okay. I gotta get really childish. No, okay. no, no. I'm kidding. Since okay. you already no, had a journey no, roll, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You, you, you know, you know. No, I'm only no. a man who does <laughs> ladies first. All right, okay, there you go. That's yours. You are. <laughs> I am. Eight. Yes, Teresa, you are one A. Okay, so one A is basically new big. A is a? and one. Like in one. Canadian? What is, <laughs> a. Yeah, A. Some people actually a. kind of use, in the Yucatan, they use EB, which is EB. Okay. Okay. But uh, again, uh, in, in the tradition I'm learning, it's A. Um, a? I like it. Yeah. A, a represents the path, it represents the journey, new beginnings. And one is also new beginnings, earthly stuff. You're talking about day-to-day -day basics in certain ways, okay? 
Um, so your cross, your energy right now is 1A. And your conception is 6 cat. Your destiny is 9 ahbu. And your helpers are 8 game and 7 tihash. So in a nutshell, I'm going to quickly go through that and sit there and say, right now who you are, the e is about new beginnings. So there's a lot of new stuff that you're doing right now in this in this lifetime. There's the path is important to you, the, jur the journey. Okay. So you know that saying, the it's not about the destination, it's about the journey. Okay. Yes. For you, it's about the journey. Yes. Sometimes yes. you'll explore just for the sake of exploration's sake, just for the knowledge and just for the wisdom and the experience that you'll get along that journey. Mm -hmm. You're acquiring knowledge along that journey, along that path. That's what mm -hmm. A's do. Okay. Your energy, six cat, is, okay, six is very balanced to number. It's the six, seven, and eight are balanced numbers. They're at the peak of the pyramid. So to me, six is a balanced number. Cat represents the net. It represents what we harvest, what we collect, what we hoard, what we get caught up in and ensnared in. Um, the net. Um, so we have to be cautious about what we gather, what we keep that no longer serves. But again, the mm -hmm. gathering. Okay. Um, because six is a balanced number, you, you're, I would sit there and say that you're coming in with this balance of harvesting and letting go, knowing what serves and when it's done and it's served its purpose, it's time for you to let go and, you know, open that net to catch other stuff. Mm -hmm. um, energy of, of nine Akhpu, the energy of where you're going, Akhpu is the sun. It's the spiritual warrior. Um, Akhbu is the hunter. Akhbu is female energy. The number nine, sorry, Akhbu is masculine energy, but the number nine is female energy. Artemis. <laughs> so the female energy in you, which is great because you're bringing that spiritual warrior from the feminine side, the hunter from the feminine side. You're bringing that balance. The Amazon. Okay. Um, yes, that's the energy that you're going to. The spiritual warrior, the hunter. Now, you've got the Kame and the Tihash on either side. So it's interesting, my friends, that you are also a medium. Because, of course, you have Kame in your chart. Kame mm -hmm. is a transformation. Kame is working with the ancestors. So you have ancestral helpers by your side. Um, eight is is balanced energy. Eight is the day where we where we see the grandparents came together that hold up our mm -hmm. world. So mm -hmm. eight is balanced masculine and feminine energy. It's very supportive of the four directions. It's got strength to it and stuff like that. So again, the ancestors support and will teach lessons. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, it's important for you to listen to your ancestors, to listen to that ancestral guidance. The hash mm -hmm. is also a helper. Seven the hash now has seven is balance, but it's almost also like the number that like 
bringing things to a head like a pimple. <laughs> That's okay. And the hush is the obsidian blade. The hush is the blade. Now, the hush is a warrior's tool or it's a surgeon's blade. And because the seven brings things to a head, I would sit there and I would say that some of the caution or some of the lessons are them teaching you how to wield the blade. When you do, you need to be a warrior with the blade. And when do you need to be a surgeon and heal with the blade? And when do you need to be a sculptor with the blade and fine-tune things? Ah. Okay, so there's three ways that you can kind of use that energy. Okay, so again, there's the ancestors. in a cat. <laughs> right? So, yeah, or more ways to use that tool. Because Absolutely. again, it can be a warrior tool and it can be very harsh and it can be very cutting. Or, and sometimes that's needed. Hey, you know, it's there for a reason. And Absolutely. to defend. And to defend. But at the same time, it's the surgeon's tool. It removes away abscesses. It cuts away things that no longer need to. It's the surgeon's tool and it can be healing. So again, that healing energy, the healer qualities, right, come out. Um, and also, again, fine-tuning, you know, um, what no longer serves and just kind of fine-tuning what we see as the right thing. Um, so when I look at your chart, um, like I said, and I mean, I only went with the four. Some people do like three. See how you have the three across the center and then you have one at, in, in the middle at the top and one in the middle at the bottom. Um, if we were to do a longer, fuller divination, we would also use three on the top, three in the middle, and three on the bottom. So we would three right. see at three different levels what you came in conception with, the three that you're dealing with now, and the three that are going and leading what they're leading you to. Mm -hmm. So you're looking at like a past, present, and future, or present, not, near future. Yes, not, yes, not only that, but as the Maya, we also believe. That in, in certain ways, we are the ancestors. We are the, also the future generations. That there is really no past, present, and future. That everything mm. is being lived simultaneously. Absolutely. I love that. That's, that's amazing. I like that. You are a complete package. I, I like this Mayan cross. You come as a complete <laughs> package to fulfill your destiny. And away you yes. go, right? So you are, you're, you're, you are your living ancestor in a way too, right? So basically when we can do this Mayan cross, when we can find out your Mayan cross, we can see how you relate to the world, how you will relate to each energy of the day. And based on this, if you had questions, we can see what's coming up in the calendar, what's coming up in the next few months. We can right. see what your energy brings to it, how it's going to relate with you. And answer mm -hmm. those questions or play it out that way. Right, right. Right? I love this. And it just kind of builds from there. I like this. I like yeah. this. This is really good. So thank you. Thank you. You're thank you, Claudia. Welcome. And now we can go. Now we can. And how do you say thank you? How? What's the correct phrase? Maltiosh. 
And that's exactly what we do. We cross our arms over our heart, over our chest. Maltyosh. 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 And now we can do John Jerome. <laughs> well, before we do that, so just... Oh, just oh okay. Uh, so su summarize a little bit in English, but also switching to Spanish a little bit. Um, so what we see is that by this system of the of the calendar, the nawal, uh, the date, the tone, and all that, a, a form of cross is able to be derived, which talks about the 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 person, the, the the essence of the person, their conception of where when where they came from, their their genesis, if you will, their right and left hand, right hand path, left hand path, right hand, left hand, and ultimate sort of destiny or direction or lesson that, you know, from in terms of a life transition. But more importantly, that this, this methodology then is applied to see how this cross interacts at various other junctions of time. And I think what's very critical here is that really your, your title as, as, keep, uh, as, keep as timekeeper, I think people start to see the importance of that time and measured in this way and how <laughs> you, you see that progression and and Absolutely. how important time is and and how many points of 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 input there are from in, in terms of this this calculation of time it's it's not just a flat linear okay getting older or think time is passing no it, it's it's seeing all the intersection of elements and and planets and deities and elements and, and decision all all sort of culminating into absolutely like spokes are, like these spokes. two cogs they're like these two wheels and spokes these cogs that right. move simultaneously exactly yeah. and and the way it yeah bingo yeah so even so by la persona que no no now, the now, from the conception part, though, that's also our young youth age. Right. Okay. Right. Um, how we started also, out. Now, not only how we started out, but it goes to about where we're about 15 years old. Okay. 15, 20 years old. That's the energy we carry. So a lot of gathering was being done by her say and a lot of releasing stuff that she didn't need. And then in your middle years, she is walking the path of a, okay, mm -hmm. um, and then after she's fifty-two, when we're fifty-two and older, we start working on the energy of our destiny. So she's, uh, you know, working with energy of Akbu as well. Do you know what I'm saying? They all kind of tie in, and they also go by stages of your life, right? Mm. And 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 essentially, it is with the, your right and left hand. That equilibrium of the two that also helps you to make that transition from the conception to the destiny. Sí. Sí. Okay. So, traduciendo, muy importante. Vamos a tratar de resumir, pero para que las personas que nos escuchan en español no 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 se queden vaya fuera de la conversación. Por lo que hemos podido escuchar de Claudia en inglés. Es esa, esa mezcla, esa intersección de el, el Nahual, el tono, eso nos no, no da una cruz, una cruz que representa como una, una matriz. 
en el cual se puede, se puede identificar la característica de la persona, no solamente hoy, sino como cuando vino en la primera etapa de su vida, vamos a decir hasta los 15 años, después en su, eh, como adulto, uh, y los elementos de, de ayuda, o sea, la mano derecha y la mano izquierda, la parte derecha y la parte izquierda de esa cruz, que ayuda a esa persona a esa transformación y ese camino, ese destino, que, que ya después de los 52 años, ya se supone que la persona, a través de cómo vino, cómo ha procesado las lecciones y los diferentes momentos en ese calendario, en esa ese, ese, ese progresión de tiempo, ya se supone que a los 52 años ya la persona se acerca o afila más hacia su, el destino por el cual vino a la Tierra. O sea que ya para esa edad ya se dice que entra otra etapa donde el destino o, o el cumplir ese destino ya es más crítico. Uh, pero también lo que yo hice el comentario y énfasis, que también uno entiende por qué eh, el, el concepto de ma maestro o maestra del tiempo, o sea, ese concepto del Ashki, de ser no solamente un guía espiritual, sino una persona que cronometra, o sea, que mide el tiempo, pero no mide el tiempo de un día para otro, una semana para otro, un mes para otro, sino viendo las fuerzas naturales y sobrenaturales que influyen en ese, en ese destino, en ese, en ese ser humano, y viendo su evolución y como, como a través de su cruz, o sea, se, es cómico porque se dice la expresión que a uno carga su cruz. En este caso, es una cruz espiritual en que determina, determina la, la característica de la persona y ve cómo... Puede, puede evolucionar y a través del tiempo, o sea, en ese trayecto de la, lo que nosotros llamamos la vida, uh, eh, cómo ese trayecto lleva a una, un destino eh, que, que la persona debe o se supone ha venido a cumplir. ¿okay? Y también es muy importante, es interesante porque nosotros decimos que el, el, el lema de nuestro programa en Life es The Journey of Ancestors Began. Y Claudio hizo una referencia a que los mayas se mira a las personas vivientes como los futuros o ex existen y futuros ancestros. O sea, ese concepto de continuidad y de, eh, vaya, de que este proceso eh, sigue a través del tiempo, el espacio y, en los, y operando en diferentes niveles y vibraciones, diferentes mundos. Claudio, si me he equivocado en, en la She fell off. Claudia. Sí. Se te cortó. So, yo hice un poquito. Me... Eh, ¿Qué fue lo último que tú escuchaste? Eh, sí, estabas hablando de la cruz que uno carga y, y cómo uno desarrolla las energías de la vida, de, de, de la naturaleza, de todo. Entonces, lo que, claro, eso es lo que yo he podido entender de tu explicación. ¿Es, es, ¿Esa explicación, esa forma de, de, de escribir, es correcta? O sea, he, he, he podido... Sí, lo estás explicando y traduciendo bien. Ok, ok, perfecto. Porque es muy importante para mí no distorsionar el mensaje ni el contenido, ¿me entiendes? So, 
So, para, para las personas que nos escuchan, lo último que yo decía es, por eso el nombre de Ashki y ese concepto de ser no solamente un guía espiritual, sino realmente la persona que, que mide o cronometra el tiempo de la persona y el tránsito de la vida, ¿ok? Sí. Y a través de toda esa influencia es muy correcto de tener esa distinción, ese, ese nombre o ese, esa característica, porque yo creo que las personas que nos escuchan se pueden dar claramente cuenta de, de la importancia que tiene ese, ese, ese calendario. No solamente un calendario estático, sino una, una, una fuerza dinámica que, que mide el tiempo a nivel material y espiritual. Así es. Combina todo, combina todo. Ok, so switching to English now. Ok. <laughs> Okay. Okay, over to you, Teresa. Next question. Um, I'm done with my questions. Um, yeah, I had the four questions and, and I got my reading here. It's your turn, Jean Jerome. Now we oh, want to know what you're that. about. <laughs> you just want to know what Destiny has for the Batman. <laughs> I, I wanted to say that. I wanted to say because you're the bats. <laughs> yeah. I'm the bats. And you're and you're so right about that translation, the the, the importance of keeping time. El nombre Ashki se traduce el nombre en español es contador de tiempo. Yeah, es contador de tiempo. It is the timekeeper for sure. Mm -hmm. So again, great translation. Um, ha, ha, siete we were just talking the other day, kind of preparing for this, and I knew he was seven bats, and it's been a crazy couple of weeks. I'm all over the place, and I realized that the next day that we were speaking, it was his birthday. So, again, happy Mayan birthday, um, Jean Jerome. It, ah. was, uh, it was his Mayan birthday, so... Um, yes, so I'm really happy to uh, go further into your cross. So, bats. We talked Let's a little bit about little seven. Bats. We talked a little <laughs> bit about the seven in um, in Teresa's chart. Now, bats is all about. Well, okay, first of all, bats is the number one on the calendar. It is the start. It is referred to as the umbilical cord. The umbilical cord between us and Mother Earth and Father Sky. Mm -hmm. Okay. Bats is the creativity, creation, right? So it, Bats is known as the master creator. It is the poets, the musicians. It's all about being the performer. Okay. Um. Mm -hmm. It's represented by the monkey. <laughs> so I don't know if you're going to get a new nickname there, but <laughs> seven. I, I, I've, always, I've always done a wicked monkey imitation for my kids. <laughs> well, I do a wicked monkey. <laughs> you know. 
This is good. This is good, good fodder for me now. Thank oh. you, Claudia. <laughs> I'm giving you monkey bats. <laughs> you know the monkey bats from uh, from what's her name? Oh God, the the Wizard of Oz, right? <laughs> I I only have one thing to say to you, Teresa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is just this is gold, Claudia. I realize this. Oh, John Jerome, you're not gonna live this down. <laughs> Absolutely, the monkey loves to cl clown around. Oh, it yeah. loves to bring joy and happiness. It loves to perform. Now, it's combined with the seven. I love the monkey. So, it so it's balance, and it's starting to get into that spiritual realm. So he combines some of that poetry, some of the music, some of creativity into the spiritual. Gee, imagine that. Look at what you're doing. Right? Mm. And in your cross, you come from, right? You, so you come from 12 Akabal. You are going, and your destiny is to Kawok. Your two helpers and guides. And the ones that also teach you the lessons, you know, create some pitfalls here and there, is Gan, one Gan, and 13 No. Now, the tones, you don't see the tones in the one you pulled up here. But like I said, I, I went a little further, and I actually took your calendar and got the tones for the others. So 12 Akabal. Akabal is the first light. Akabal is that, just that dusk, the dawn. Akabal is things that come, that are in the occult, that are in the hidden, that it's brought to light. Okay. Twelve, again, is a very spiritual number. It's, you're dealing with the spiritual aspects. So a lot of the beginning stages was bringing spiritual aspects to life, bringing spiritual aspects out of the dark into the forefront. Okay. To Kawok. The two is about partnership. The two is the duality, balance. Gawok is the midwife. Two is family and community, relationships. Well, so is Gawok. Gawok, again, is the midwife. So you're birthing the creative into the spiritual. Um the spiritual, which you bring to others. Kawok is family and community. So a lot of this performance, a lot of this poetry, a lot of this music, a lot of this creativity that you have is in the spiritual department, which you are bringing now in later life, definitely to the forefront. You know, what you had brought out of the shadow, you're now definitely bringing public in your later life. You're definitely bringing that balance and you're bringing those things to the community. Now, your helpers can, one gun and 13 noch. Gun is strength. Gun is power. Gun is sexual energy. Gun is a serpent. Okay? So, again, you have to sit there and work and balance. And it's new power, new sexual energy in a different way using that. Okay? Okay? energy. So that's gun. 
you also have 13 noch. 13 is now the combination of the physical and the spiritual. So that number, you combine the mundane physical with the spiritual. And noch is knowledge. Noch is wisdom. Noch is how you learn, how you use the lessons that you've learned to further progress and get ahead. So right now, performing with strength and power and using the right knowledge to bring that physical and the spiritual together. It's funny too, the two kawok. Um, when you when you bring this, I mean, just right now, what you're doing on this show, you mm -hmm. are bringing to light the differences because Kawok is all about community and about uniting. So you are uniting different paths, different traditions, and you're bringing out the similarities. You're bringing out the unity in them. Okay. This again is part of your destiny. You are living into your destiny. Nice. <laughs> I love it. So that is <laughs> very, very good. I like this. I really, really like this. I like the way that's that's coming. So I think, I think it's very evident, like uh, from listening, Claudia has has really grasped, has really studied, has really is living. This tradition and it warms my heart. And one of the reasons we did do this show is to really to showcase, to bring out, mm -hmm. to to be proud of these mm -hmm. ancient wisdoms, ancient traditions, ancient culture mm -hmm. that are very much alive. Mm -hmm. I made a comment really that um, you know the Mayan. Uh, other than you know the idea of the Mayan calendar and when when there was 2012, you know the you know the, the all the noise about and I may ask you Claudia to explain that aspect. But what people fail to see is that the the Mayan culture is and its belief system, its calendar, its divination, its wisdom has been pretty much unbroken, and is one of the oldest uh, belief systems complete belief systems with astrology, astronomy, question of time, uh, commerce, mathematics, in the hemisphere, in the, in the, in, in the Americas, if we say. Um, and together with the, the other also very ancient societies, the Inca in Peru. Uh, but, but really, it, it warms my heart to know that, that Claudia is right there in the trenches trying to, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. to continue and continue that. And I'm sure the ancestors, that's why I'm sure that's why her elders immediately mm -hmm. embraced her because they saw yes. her, the genuineness of her, of her surge, the genuineness of her intention. And they, they have yeah, a shared yeah. interest to make sure that this knowledge and this experience and this culture is Continues. not you know, sidelined or, or, or lost, right? So. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you know what I find is interesting through this is that we have to, we, you know, 
when we're at school, when we're taught about histories, we're only given this very narrow view of history and people's cultural backgrounds. And what we fail to realize is, you know, um, nothing against Greek people whatsoever. You know, I love Greek mythology, etc. But everything is seen through the Western eyes as though everything was brought forth through Greece culture, mythology, etc., civilization itself. Yet there are other civilizations and cultures that are way older and have had amazing, amazing, um, you know, influence on their in the people to their people on this earth you know that we we forget that there are other cultures with such a sophisticated form of divination of living their life and having um, astrology mathematics you know far advanced society i mean here we are 2012 was when finally the Mayan calendar had ended before it started again. Tell me what culture, other culture that would have done this. This is, this is what I want to, I want to make sure that people are aware of, you know, that here in North in, in the Americas, right. That there was a flourishing civilization. It wasn't just over there in Europe, right? And even farther back, you know, when we think about the Mesopotamians, etc., you know, we have to kind of like open our eyes and, and look at other cultures out there that were just as sophisticated and just as influential on all of us, you know. And and thank you, Jean Jerome, for mentioning that. You know, this is a complete system onto itself, you know, and this has to continue. Yeah, so I'm very glad that Ms. Bavadelli told you to pursue this, and I'm sure you answered it as well. There's a question from Daniela. I'm going to just engage some questions because, in the interest of time, yes, yes, yes. The fact Claudia is sitting in a car outside of Tim Hortons in the middle. I know. Sorry, I know. She has to probably go to the bathroom at some point. Truly showing her her Jaguar warrior spirit right now and the Obsidian Blade right now. She's just tapping it out. You know what, Jean? Jean Jerome. That is actually in my cross. I am Kame, who works with the ancestors, but my conception is the hash, the obsidian blade, and my destiny is Ish Balam, Ish, which is feminine, jaguar, waters, all that kind of energy, the altar, Ish energy. Yeah. So that's cool. funny because that is exactly in my cross. I am living yeah. my destiny as well. <laughs> nice. But we are human, so I don't want to. I don't want to abuse. Yeah, your, yeah. We don't want to put. So I'll, I'll, try, it. I'll try to quickly just uh, go through a couple of the questions. One, one question from Bocono Daniel is: uh, Is your? Uh, he was mentioning do you, uh, the calendar which you use. Is it the Zolkin? Yes, the Sokin is a, is is the ceremonial is a ceremonial calendar. That's the one that we use for the day to day count. The ceremonial. So el día a día ellos sí utilizan el Sokin. El pregunta, ¿usted utiliza otros calendarios? Uh, yeah, there is other ones. Um, the Hab is probably the next used one because that's the agricultural farming one. When to plant? When to harvest? Um, ¿Cómo se llama? Hab. H-A-A-B, and hub. Hub, and hub. El otro calendario es hub. Yeah. 
que es el es más la... Sí, es cuando uno puede sembrar, es cuando uno puede cosechar. Entonces, eh, esos son basados en 360 días. Es okay. acerca de toda la siembra. Nosotros para la ceremonia solo usamos los días de Guayeb. Son cinco días que usamos de ese calendario. Ok, perfecto. Uh, so they only use five days of that hab calendar. Uh, yeah. Otherwise, it's used primarily for, for reasons of agriculture. Uh, Now, originally, sorry if you wanted to keep translating. No, go, no, no, go, no, go ahead, go ahead. I was going to sit there and say, yes, the Mayans did use a lot of calendars. Um, they use also planetary calendars. So they use, for instance, the sun calendar. They use the Venus calendar. There was approximately 23 calendars that the Mayans used. Um, oh, wow. And they were very much around astronomy, around the constellation. So there was the Venus calendar. There was the sun calendar. Um, they had the Hab, which was the agricultural calendar. Um, basically, like I said, we, 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 uh, the ceremonialists, the people that, that use it today, we've, we've, we've gotten down to the two calendars. <laughs> yeah. And those are pretty heavy duty and enough. <laughs> yeah, these are ¿Trece calendarios dijiste o veintipico? Veintitrés. Veintitrés calendarios antes, pero ahora por razones prácticas. Ellos han quedado con el solquín y el hub. O sea, por, por el día a día. Pero antes había veintitrés, algunos basados en los planetas, como Venus, eh, el Sol, etcétera, o diferentes cuerpos astra, a, 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 astronómicos. Um, so, no, very interesting, very, very interesting. Um, One other, there's another question that was interesting from uh, Jay Sword. Uh, she says, I was at a capoeira performance years ago where I saw a Colombian capoeirista being ridden by a jaguar spirit, and I could see the jaguar clear as day. I was wondering if you could please share with me what the jaguar spirit represents. Good, good question. question. Yeah, good question. I've actually had the Jaguar medicine run with me for a very long time. And um, I was at a, at a ceremony or a ritual once and we were kind of blindfolded and it was just sense and it was just dance and rhythm. And I transformed, it felt like into the Jaguar as well. Um, jaguar medicine, that's a great question. Jaguar medicine is, a, is based on impeccability. Jaguar medicine is about being truthful about being impeccable with your word, about being honest, about being transparent. Jaguar medicine is about healing, is about the mystery, going into the unknown, um, willing to deal with that shadow work. And um, it's strength, it's power. It's, again, impeccability. Would you say that Jaguar spirit in medicine is also a a form of protector of the community and, and yes. like a, some sort of a, an ancient sort of spiritual force that protects or comes out when the community is in danger? Absolutely. Um, we have a couple of different protectors. Um, Jaguar is definitely protection. Jaguar, um, Jaguar is instinct. Jaguar is power. Jaguar is, I mean, again, stealthy, right? Um, Jaguar is very much feline energy, feminine energy as well. The Jaguar medicine is definitely working with um, feminine energy. 
Okay, energía femenina, ok. Uh, ok, eh, Boconón ayer pregunta eh, otra vez, el calendario lunar, ¿cómo se llama? El nombre quiche, no sé, solo lo puede buscar debajo del calendario lunar, porque si sí, así se, se, se llama, probablemente ahora lo tienen en español. Ok, ok. Pero el nombre tra tradicional no lo sé. I would just go okay. with lunar calendar. Okay. But that was one of those 23 you mentioned, right? Yes. Okay. Okay, well, those are the questions we have so far, other than uh, people celebrating or reveling in the fact that I have a bit of a monkey in me uh, with flying monkeys of very short and Claire saying, ha-ha, monkey, John Jerome. So, oh, I love it. So, okay, bats. I, I will expect peanut no donations the next little while. <laughs> or bananas. You're going to start uh, getting cases of bananas. You know, it's all about the banana, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, it's great to have a little bit of that monkey energy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We swing out of the tree. There we go. Um, <laughs> I love it. Tames that. Some of that it tames so, some of that powerful kind of energy. The, 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 ne the next time we start the show, I'm just going to go, oh. <laughs> oh, no. I'm going to find something. I'm going to find something and I'm going to put it on. Oh, well, it's so funny because James, my partner, always teases. He sits there and says, you know, I think your whole family is just monkeys. Your dad's side and your mom's side, it's just different types of monkeys. He sits there and says, your mom's side, the way they gather, oh, my God. I mean, they're not serious. They joke around. They have fun. They dance. They're the uh, spider monkeys. They're the spider nice. monkeys. He says, now, you, now your dad's side of the family, he goes, Claudia, no offense, but they're a little bit more serious. You know, they tend to get a lot more angrier. I think they're the howler monkeys. They might fling shit every once in a while. <laughs> oh, oh. I have to laugh because I have a story related to that as a child. I got monkey poof thrown at me, but I won't get into that story. So that's a good one. That's a story for the flying monkey shit. <laughs> <laughs> day. Stay tuned on our ancestral lives for the next episode of Flying <laughs> And Monkey Poo. <laughs> monkey poo. <laughs> uh, Claudia, I'm, I'm basically scrolling now for uh, your contact information. So you've given yes. your email as CV Luna Yena. Actually. Actually, it's probably easier if everybody just uses C as in Claudia, V as in Valdez, my last name. So CV, the small medium at gmail.com. They can oh. find me on Facebook under the small medium at large. Yeah. Mm -hmm. My story is Treasures for the Soul. It's also on Facebook. Um, the retreat that we've got started. Um, I invite anybody that's in the area to come out. If you want to join a community, if you want to do ceremony and rituals, if you just want to kind of get away in these crazy times for some time in nature, we're open. Um, you can find mm -hmm. us also on Facebook under Stoneheart Retreat. 
Um, so there's lots of different ways to contact me. Um, I'm available. No. I'm here. Or contact the show and we'll uh, we'll put people yeah. in touch. We'll you know, not a problem. Yeah. So, and Claudia, go ahead, John Jerome. Well, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. So, Claudia, um, we're going to draw this to a close because I know we have to uh, we have to let you go too, and um, we want to ask what your quote is, your life quote, or the words you live by, or something that resonates with you. Do you have something, Claudia? <laughs> wow, um, no I'm glad you warned me about this, and I thought about it. Now, James gave me a smart one, and I'm thinking that that's it's good, but it's not mine. And I'm thinking, what am I? What would I say? And, you know, the only thing I could come up with was actually this tattoo I want to get. Um, the first okay. tattoo I got was an actual Mayan bracelet. I've got all of the symbols of my family, um, my nice. mom, my dad, myself, my sister, and my three children. Uh, I did an anklet of their no nice. walls um, with the sun and the moon mm. um, on my ankle. But the next tattoo I want to get is kind of, if I was going to have a motto or a saying in life, which I really kind of don't have necessarily I have a couple I guess I use but this one I want to get the symbol of Kame which is again the symbol of transformation it's a symbol of death and I want to get the symbol and the line that I want around the arm as a bracelet is from ashes to ashes or sorry ashes to ashes dust to dust in between live as you must so nice. basically, again, we all come from ashes. We all go to ashes. You know, we all start from dust. We all go to dust. Um, mm -hmm. In between, we must live to our destiny. We must live how we are guided. And only we know that. Nobody can tell us that. We all yeah. have our own journey and our own path. So okay. I guess my motto, and I've always kind of been on the side of weird. I've always beat to my own drum, you know, but I've been guided well. So, again, yeah. if I had a motto, it would be ashes to ashes, dust to dust, in between, live as you must. Beautiful. Nice. 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 Well, thank you so much, Claudia. Thank I, you. And I wanted to thank everybody who for tuning in for your questions, comments. Uh, it was great. Thank you know, you. It helps the show and shows your engagement and interest. And we hope it's been a value. Para toda la persona que nos escuchan, Muchas gracias por su pregunta, comentario, porque nos muestra su interés por el programa y los temas que estamos trayendo. I would be remiss, this is becoming our, our tradition, to not to thank a special thanks to Awol Logbo, our, our, our now becoming official ancestralized mascot, uh, Mojo, for his dedicated uh, uh, viewership as always shows, and uh, <laughs> always comes up to the laptop with Beth and Mojo is Beth's laptop uh, is Beth's uh, chat a kitty and uh, since we've started the program and since he was you know old a little bit older he's only a few weeks like a few months old uh, he has mm -hmm. systematically now for the last eight shows been watching the show every Friday <laughs> when Beth is it on he will just sit there and watch the whole show and turn his head and cross his legs and everything else. So to our most loyal and furry <laughs> viewer, Mojo. Mojo. Thank you for, thank you for tuning in, my brother. Mojo, 
Ai, pus. Ai, pus, pus, pus. Mojo. <laughs> I wonder what he's doing, eh, Beth? <laughs> so anyway, I want... I want to thank once again, Claudia, thank you ever so much for coming on our show, saving our butts and it's such an interesting show. I, I love it. Okay. I really do. And it was such a pleasure to meet you at conjuration camp. It truly was. And I'm grateful that, uh, that Utu had put that together for us for, I think it was the only festival, the only event for the whole North American continent. So Thank you once again to Utu, Conjuration 100%. Camp, and everybody who helped him, and uh, the the ladies who helped with that event. And of course, oh my God, the people whose land it was on, the host and the hostess, beautiful piece of land. Oh my God, like Jean Jerome said, leave me here for three months. <laughs> and I laughed and I said, sure, we'll come back. And he's going to look like uh, Tom Hanks in Castaway with his hair <laughs> going out, beard. Well, in <laughs> retrospect, I'll just be swinging from the tree. Monkey. <laughs> <laughs> Monkey. Monkey. <laughs> oh, Claudia, that's priceless. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me on. It was Thank a pleasure to meet you guys. You are absolutely right. Um, again, you know, divine timing and much blessings to Brother Utu, who put on a great event, um, to Kat, Monkey, and to the wonderful hosts. Again, I honor my ancestors. I honor your ancestors. I honor the Mayan tradition. I honor you know, all of you for watching. Thank you so much for bringing this out and giving us a platform. Um, again, Divine Timing, it was a pleasure and an honor to meet you. And uh, to become I went, I went friends, you know, and I give total thanks to, um, you know, my Tata Bamadel, uh, to, to, to my Tata Bartolo, to, um, you know, Tata Pedro, and uh, to Prince Bamadeli. So thank you all. To all the ancestors out there, we I'll greet say. you, we salute you to all the Orisha, to all the yes. spirits that support us. We embrace you, we respect you, and we continue your work and labor on this plane until we are called back to the spirit world. So many blessings. Absolutely. And I want to thank everybody for tuning in to our show and our loyal listeners and watchers. Thank you ever so much, and may everybody have a safe weekend. This is a long weekend here in Canada. Um, it's the Labor Day weekend. I think it's the end of the summer. I'm sure a lot of other people think so, too. It's pretty cold up here. Finally, the, the wind has stopped blowing. I was losing power and everything. But anyway, to everybody, thank you for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the show. And next week, who do we have next week, Jean Jerome? Next where week we go. is, give me one sec. Patricia? Patricia, yes. You want to talk a little, just mention her? Uh, Patricia Woodruff, Woodruff yep. who mm -hmm. is a Slavic uh, academic, um, will be bringing all of her um, her knowledge with regards to Slavic mythology, Slavic paganism, and uh, and I look forward to that show too. So tune in next week. 
when our guest will be, Patricia Woodruff. And for now, I want to say goodbye to everybody. Drive safe, be safe, have a wonderful weekend. Um, and bye. Bye-bye, everybody. Otapo, bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. Bye, Claudia. Bye. Thank you. Claudia,